Lost Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. It is Tuesday night, November the 23rd, 2021. We are here in the city in a garden, the city of broad shoulders, the second city, the windy city. You have no idea how bad it gets. This show is called Live at the Sports Attic. With a couple of guys, I'm one of them. My name's Clark Lawrenson. He is Al Archer. Together we are Larcher and Lawrenson. And tonight, we are here for our weekly show. We've been with you since 2012 on many different places. Tonight, we come at you on many different platforms, including Block Talk Radio, as always. We are, of course, there wherever you get your podcast later. And tonight, live on screen, my partner, Al Larcher, with his Manhattan. I've got an old-fashioned here for you. Cheers, brother. I'm going to hand it over to my partner right now, who's making his drink as we speak. Here he is, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher, the third. Well, it's great to be uh, with you in the city of uh, false reporting and inaccurate news stories. Uh, uh, you know, such as I don't know. I don't know what's other. What What do you think? Oh, damn it! I forgot the the smoke buddy upstairs, buddy. The, uh, oh, the bear? Man. Well, I got mine, man. I'll see if, you need to borrow it. Right, we could have passed it. We could have passed it through the screen. You know? Oh, like we, we did last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could have continued the trend of passing things through the screen to only the four people who are watching online, well, as opposed to you know the millions and millions listening. We of course are drinking. Radio. We of course are drinking some fine bourbon tonight to celebrate the news that is all but official a, that start come Friday morning. Come Friday, oh, redemption, nice. Come Friday, the Chicago Bears are going to be looking for a new coach. Here we go. The new era has begun, Al. A new head coach as the news is out. Chicago Bears for the first time in their history since they've been a franchise since 1919. The Decatur Sailors even. Never have they ever fired a head coach midseason. And finally, the news is here. The Chicago Bears will begin their search for a new head coach sometime in the very near future. Well, yeah. I mean, the report was that it was happening uh, this week, and I don't think that's the case. You know, it's a false report. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't verified. It wasn't backed up. And in an era of bad reporting, you know, it's pretty common. Uh, but I don't think we should get that excited. But, I mean, the fact is it got people talking. People, people are uh, all on board. Everybody's getting ready for the Matt Nagy firing. Why, uh, why do you all of a happen. sudden assume that it's a false report? Like, I don't think that it's played out yet. I mean, I think we have to wait until Friday. Well, I mean, smart people see that it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it was a single source. It wasn't properly uh, vetted between uh, two things. I know you're not a journalist, Clark. I know we no, are, no, no. you're all the, all the journalists are, all the journalists have been trying all day to, to, to do that, and I am not a journalist. My thing is, is that why on earth would a guy who's, you know, he used to work for the Sun-Times, won a Pulitzer Prize, why on earth would he risk his, his reputation on, on this to just make this tweet that says Matt Nagy will coach his last Chicago Bears game 
on Thanksgiving in Detroit, a top source sells, tells the patch. Why would he? Why would he do that? Would he just make it up? Did this guy make it up, or did somebody give him bad info? What What are your thoughts? Well, people, there? people probably gave him bad info. Would be my guess, you know. But still, you know, you don't make that report before you do the verifying, not after. And uh, you know, I mean, the bottom line is Matt Nagy is going to get fired uh, at some point. I mean, this we all can agree on. I don't think there's a chance in hell the man keeps his job, especially after I went to. I turned the goddamn game off. That's a the Manhattan other day. that he's drinking over there, folks. Just so you know, if you're unaware, it, it it's is not a Manhattan until it's Clark. It's not a Manhattan until the cherries hit the glass. At this point, it's just a boy Hatton over there. Yeah, and it's soon, just uh... soon it will be there. I just I don't understand why. I mean, I think the intel he got is correct. I think that the Bears have fumbled this like they have fumbled everything else. The Why are you blaming the Bears continues. for his reporting? The incompetent continues because they didn't. If if it's if He's it wasn't true, one, if it Bears. wasn't true, I mean, the Bears are incompetent. Yes. But. If it wasn't true, then they should have come out earlier in the day and said that they did not do such a thing. That was not. That is not what they did. They didn't deny Maybe it. Maybe they don't respond they to terrorists, out. Clark. Maybe it's, they it's they don't. Not, this is not a terrorist. This is a report from a guy who who seems to have a good have a good thing. Going on. Hey, everybody out there in Twitch land. Welcome. Hey, everybody watching over on uh, over on Facebook Live. Hello, everybody watching on Twitch. And hello to our blog talk listeners and, of course, the podcast listeners listening later. This is Live at the Sports Attic. It's brought to you by Larcher and Larson. There he is. You're right, though. It got me talking. And I'm treating it as though it is the word. And it is uh, it is the absolute uh, it's the absolute thing here, right? Like, well, you're a guy who thinks you know memes are news, is breaking news sources. So, I mean, that makes sense. And you know, uh, again, I mean, the bottom line is the man will be fired at some point, whether it's this week, whether it's in four weeks from now. Where on earth would you season. ever think that I thought that I would think that a meme is a news source? I you think are, memes. Like, I, I'm I think that, I think like, memes are the most ridiculous thing. In history, you are a, you are the kind of guy you are you are the kind who, of person who who reads a meme and you think that the meme names the next president. That's not me. That's you. Did you ever take a dumb man and you feel like he just slept for twelve hours? No, no, no. That's not me. Like I am the anti-meme guy. You're half your news sources are memes. You are you are the generation of the breaking meme. I don't even know what a meme is. I I used to pronounce it meme when it first came out. I was like. God, I haven't had a Manhattan in a long time, baby. Is it good? Woo! Feels good to be back. Fall is here. I'm on a zombie dust right now. I'm letting my old fashioned settle in just a little bit. Just gotta let that let that melt. Let that let that do its thing. Cut a little more. Yeah, Cut a little more. Got one for the Chicago Bears. I hope you have your Cleveland Browns glass. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. It would it would be very exciting if if Matt Nagy were Hello, to be w. fired. Wilson. Like immediately after the game, like uh, the game ends, the Bears lose, and Matt Nagy's on the field and he's shaking hands with the uh, the opposing team head coach. Um, I forget that what that guy's name is. I like to do it. I like uh, and then, uh, and the, then the Lions th- guy. Oh, the guy, so he, the guy who bites kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kneecap biter. You get him out there. They're shaking hands, and as you know, the media starts uh, approaching Nagy. Out of nowhere, here comes Ted Phillips. And in his hands, he's pushing uh, Virginia McCaskey on the field. 
and he's wheeling her right over to to uh, to, to to Nagy, and he she looks him in the eye, and she, she goes, goes yes, fire! Whoa. And then, yeah, that's it. Yeah, wow, that got a little crazy there. Um, all right, I'm in. So you want you want Virginia on the field to do that? They showed her in the stands. Were you were you still watching the other day when they showed her? Kevin, you know I wouldn't screw around with bad cherries, man. It, it's it's what makes the Manhattan the Manhattan. Absolutely, one hundred percent Lux or no cherries. And uh, yeah, man, I've been in a Western swing mood myself lately. You know, I've been digging on some Bob Wills. You know, going to even more of the modern. You know, the seventies Western swing with a sleep at the wheel with Ray Benson, all six foot nine of Ray Benson, and the boys with the sleep at the wheel. Uh, even the Merle Haggard. You know, when Merle Haggard starts doing a little swing music, a little Cherokee Maiden. I'm down. Hey Anyways, there, uh, Kevin. It's nice to see you again there, uh, joining the show. It's been a while since we last talked. My Chicago Sky here and the WNBA Finals MVP, Kalia Freaking Copper, right there, got the job done. Uh, I'm going to get a five game package for the girls and I, and we're going to go watch a lot of Chicago Sky next year. I just want to. Yeah, well, you. not not with your DraftKings winnings. I took a peek over at your uh, uh, your Millie Maker teams this week, and boy. What a guy! When the man does not listen. The guy did Hazel. I didn't. Or Vera. I didn't make. It must have been one of them because I didn't make any Millie teams. This, I didn't have enough time to make any, so um, it must have been them who filled in for me. I just barely had enough time to get a team together for uh, for our league, for the DK Rainmakers League. I mean, you didn't stack. You you, you went in with like a twenty percent ownership average. Like they were just horrible, man. You see, my um. My purse recently grew by quite a bit in draft. I was able to just spend money without caring and just take a chance without really, just throw it away without any away. research. I think I made I made two teams for the Millie Maker. I asked Hazel which players she wanted me to play, and I played the, those players, and that's how yeah, we you, ended up you, with our team. You must have because the teams made zero sense from a statistical standpoint. Like, hey, look, there's a road. There is a roadmap to making money, and it is proven that if you, if you get your team between 12.5% to 13.5% ownership and you, you, uh, you stack, you have a massive statistical advantage over the field, and you didn't either. Like, that was just shit ugly, and, uh, you know, you came in, like, last place. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't place in the money in, in anything this week. I, uh, I made my one, $100 donation or so in DraftKings. See, the problem is, is that a fellow that I used to discuss a lot of strategy with got suspended, and now he doesn't, he doesn't discuss strategy with me at all. He's Nobody let it go. Me. He, huh? I am, a, I am always willing to talk strategy. I'm willing to talk ownership, uh, especially if I'm not even playing you. Like, I have every reason to tell you all the good plays. But the, you, 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 don't, uh, you don't ask, you don't call, you don't write, don't tell mama, as my friend Percy used to say. Uh, Fire in the hole. I I will make the I will make the call the next time. Al, the, there's a there's a the conversation over in the uh, in the, the Twitch land with the Twitchers over there. Tone jumped in asking what he missed. Don't worry, they got your back. Charlotte J, let them know that you made a uh, you made a Manhattan. W Wilson yeah, wants to join me with an old fashioned. And uh, there is this true? Two Tone wants to know. Are you smashed already? It's only been eleven minutes. Well, I'm getting there, man. This one's almost gone. I'm going to start baking on round two. You know, the, the turkey's going in the oven early this week. I don't know what I'm doing, man. I, I think I'm going to be a total degenerate, and I think I'm going to the Rivers Casino 
for Thanksgiving. I'm going to take the old man. We're going to eat some turkey. We're going to, we're going to you know, uh, fondle some slots. Can he uh, head over to the sports book, maybe watch some Dallas uh, Cowboys football? Is he still good to play the slots? Yeah. Yeah? Awesome. No, I, I used to – my mom used to be able to play, but she can't see as well anymore. So she, she doesn't get to go play the slots by herself. Well, I don't know. I, I say, here, here's, here's – you know, go play. And he goes, plays, and then I go to the – I like the Playboy machine. And, uh, you know, I, I throw away a couple hundred bucks. And, uh, you know, I just say a total loser on, uh, on Thanksgiving. You know, I, that's the way to go. I wouldn't call that being a total loser. I think that's a great thing for a father and son to do on Thanksgiving. Here's my question for you. you you're, yeah. ha- you're having drinks tonight. Tomorrow night, are you, are you going to work? Or are you going to watch wrestling down at the Chicago Sky Home Arena of Wintrust Arena to watch AEW Dynamite? Park, you know I'm a straight baller. And uh, you know I'm going to be in a You're a what? And I'm going to be – I am going to be – I made some money on uh, uh, FanDuel this week, by the way. First week, the profitable on FanDuel. Did you really? Uh, nice. I took, 30, I took uh, 34th place in a uh, 5,000 person tournament. So, uh, you know, the uh, larger than life, the suite is on. I will be stand, I will be in a suite tomorrow watching wrestling the day before Thanksgiving in uh, the wind trust arena. Is that downtown? I thought that was in the usual place. Wind trust arena is, uh, located, uh, pretty close to McCormick place. It's down at 22nd street in Indiana. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where did you think this was? I thought it was at the Sears Center, the Now Arena. They change the names of these goddamn arenas every two weeks. <laughs> How the hell are you supposed to know where you're going? Fucking nope. A. In the old days, you go to the Rosemont Horizon. And- on the brown line and then change whenever you can over to the green and let get it to let you out down there pretty close to 22nd, and you're good to go. Oh, you- green line? I'm getting shanked, man. No, you, the, the green line is fine, especially right there. You'll be you'll be just fine. No, no need to worry. Yeah, I'll probably just... I'll probably Uber it or hitchhike or something. <laughs> you have a hell of an argument on that, though. They do change the name of all the stadiums so much. Why the hell would you know? <laughs> Who knows where you're going anymore? Yeah, yeah. And then the city of Chicago, it's assuming I even have a car because the thieves known as the uh, bureaucracy that is City Hall here in this uh, deplorable city of uh, an organized thuggery um, have taken my vehicle away from me. Yeah, the mob, straight up mob. They've taken my vehicle away from me because it didn't pass a goddamn emissions test. This car is as healthy as, as anybody could be. I go, I, I went to my nice local little restaurant. I got my coffee. Uh, he made a mean uh, morning skillet. He made with, a mean? Uh, with, with, he made a mean morning skillet with, with uh, some, what do you call that stuff? The uh, carnitas. So I had some carnitas uh, uh, skillet. Uh, phenomenal, uh, dark matter coffee. It's my favorite little coffee shop. I go there and I post online, I'm going to the emissions test. And somebody somebody hits me up and they go, oh, when I had to do it, yeah, I brought it in. Next thing you know, I failed and I had to pay $800 to get my damn car repaired. Now I'm nervous. So now I know I'm going to fail. Did I you- go to this damn emissions test. Yep. They look at me. They, they run some hose. They stick wires in my car. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they tell me I failed. Did they, okay? put, did they put you in a box? I do they put you in the penalty box at the emissions well, test? Did, did they put you in the penalty box? Yeah, they put me in the penalty. No, I, I sat outside the penalty box because I'm classy. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, I had to take my car to some mechanic, and he's like, "Oh, well, we usually try to get it done in the same day." I said, "Well, take the car, buddy. I'm drinking Manhattan's tomorrow because all I wanted to do was eat breakfast, go to the emissions test." 
stop at the liquor store, get alcohol for Manhattans, and chill, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm giving my car to some stranger to fucking fix some problems that have zero to do with emissions. You know, it's a timing issue in the fucking engine. You know, now it's going to cost me hundreds of dollars just because, you know, the city says it can't pass a test. This is COVID bullshit. This is car COVID is what this is. I think, I think that's the whole... overreaching. I think that's the whole state. I think the whole state has a... Well... In no, closer to no, the city and the true. suburbs. In closer to the city not and the true, suburbs, man. you have to. Because I, my I dad, had nineteen. My dad, months before he passed away, had to take a had to take a car to get his first ever emissions test. So it's gone out as far and as then, Crystal Lake. Yeah. What happened a couple months later? He passed away. Yeah. Hey, you see the. Are you telling me that the state of Illinois took out my dad with this emissions test? I'm saying I could be dead in a couple of weeks because of this. You know, and this is stressful. So a couple of years ago, I had a 1980 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. This is like 20 years ago. And uh, I got a letter in the mail. I was living in Paris, Illinois at the time. I got a letter in the mail saying your license is going to be suspended if you don't get an admissions test. I go, I don't know where the low. No, I Google admissions test. I don't think it was Google back then. I think it was Jeeves. I asked Jeeves about an admissions test. And it said the only place that tests is Skokie. Well, I'm in Paris. It's a long yep. drive, man. It's like yep. four or five hours. So I go to the local DMV and they laugh at me. They go, <laughs> that's just a Chicago thing. Just show me your addresses here in Paris and you're fine. That's, so that's amazing. They used to have they used to have them in the city and now you have to go all the way up to Skokie. Is that where you had to go? Yeah, I went up to Smoke. I want to get back on this diner thing where you had your skillet beforehand, where he made you a mean mean skillet. Yeah. Um, was that yeah, um, a? Uh, where was that? Dolce. Which one? Albany Park, man. Albany Park. Right down the street from the Nazis who are causing, or not the Nazis, the commies, the local communist group are, are spreading lies in the Facebook chat. And I'm going up, I'm fighting the Nazis. I mean, Uh-oh. the commies, they're both the same to me. So, so the Reds, man, the Reds are attacking my local neighborhood oh my and they goodness. got a, they got their own office, you know? So I go, I go to the coffee shop down the street and I keep an eye on them. Do you listen in on people coming in? Are you recording? Do you bring in some recording devices? How's this going? No, 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 no. I just, uh, I just really, I'm just there for the coffee and the skillet. Just, just taking, just taking some larger notes. Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm, a, I'm a bit of a morning guy, Al. And today I wasn't up to much. I mean, I, I work from home. I work from home a lot. You know, you could give me a call and say, "Hey, you up for a diner?" I'm always up for a diner, every day. Well, I feel like. You work, yeah, man. I'm always down for the diner. Well, we'll have lunch one day at the Dolce de Leche Cafe. Uh, fantastic. I got a nice horchata, um, you know, a nice horchata uh, latte. And then he sells the dark matter. The only reason I, the reason I started going there is he sells the dark matter coffee, which is the best coffee. And uh, he sells it, but he sells the bags, and he'll grind them for me because I'm too lazy. You know, like I have a grinder here to grind the coffee, but I'd rather just someone else do it for me. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have them do the grinding part. It gets messy. I have a grinder and I grind mine every morning, but it gets it gets very messy. Um, uh, the folks want to know. Uh, Charlotte J says you live an interesting life. Um, the CJ jumps in here and just asked about your age a little bit. Um, you know, like uh, Al, you you were the guy when you turned fifty. I know when that happens, you're going to become a college football fan. You've told me that for the last fifteen years. You know, I'm a straight boomer. I'm a straight boomer without actually being a boomer. You're you're pre-boomed, is what it is. I'm, I'm an Xer, man. I'm an Xer. Um, 
the CJ might be interested in knowing that you're going to uh, Dynamite tomorrow night down at Wintrust Arena, not out in Hoffman Estates. That's the now arena these days, Al. Now. And just for the record, just for the record, Clark's older. I'm older by two months. Two months? Yeah. You stole. Did you tell these people how you stole my birthday? Uh, my 40th birthday. Uh, my wife threw me a surprise birthday party two months later, um, which happened to be two days before Al's birthday. Stealing yeah, his he birthday week. Stole my week. 40th birthday. It was a surprise party. I had nothing to do with it, y'all. Nothing. You're still at fault, man. Nothing. Still at fault. No, this, you're out of here. You're out of here. Uh, this is Live at the Sports Attic, guys. He's Al Archer. I'm Clark Lawrenson. You can call into the show if you want. Heck, 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Join in on the Twitch chat. Join in on Facebook live chat. We love seeing it all there. And, of course, uh, we broadcast this on Twitter as well. We are now doing this show weekly again, now that we're back in the heart of the NFL season. (sighs) The NFL season now. The Chicago Bears. What do you want to see for the rest of this season? It was a very interesting day for the Chicago Bears with the whole naggy thing. What do you want to see happen? As of right now, for your Chicago Bears. <laughs> I tell you, there's nothing worse than taking a hit of weed and then taking a good inhale and then not being able to find the smoke buddy. So you got to scramble to search for the smoke buddy as you're holding your breath. Yeah. Uh, Two-Tone was at that birthday party of mine, and he said that it was great times, just so you know. Who's Two-Tone? Two-Tone. My, my, my guy, Tony. Tony? Tony. You know, he wasn't the guy who got mad about the uh, White Claws, was he? Not, Is he the Truly guy? Nope, nope. Tony's the guy who brought a, a nice little treat that we shared on the porch by the end of the night. Ooh, and, uh, I like treats. By about 2 or 3 in the morning. It was a very, very yeah, kind Tony's of Tony's a man. Yes, absolutely. Tony's a man. Absolutely. Oh, I remember tw- Tony. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. There he, we he, go. Sure, he, he knows your wife. For those of you keeping track, Al is now on uh, working on Manhattan number two. That's it. You got the nice Clark, mixing spoon. Oh, it's making it's for It's not your... a Manhattan until the cherries drop, please. Oh, I'm sorry. It's still the Boyhattan, as, as we as we discussed earlier. Um, are you prepared yet to discuss what our Chicago Bears um, are going to do here for the rest of the season? Right now, three and six. Suck. Three and six. So nine games in. Eight games left in this 17-game season. Um, do wins and losses... I'd like to you. Start drinking heavily. As a curtain, as a curtain, as a current Chicago Bears fan uh, of the franchise, do wins and losses for the rest of this season matter much? Well, we don't have a first-round draft pick. So, I mean, you could curtail a little bit of excitement about losing. Uh, so you would like to see them win... But until Nagy is fired, winning is detrimental because, God forbid, that you know, 97-year-old Virginia McCaskey is brain is dust and doesn't realize she needs to fire this guy. I don't know, know, man. They showed her so happy after that touchdown from Godwin. You might not have been watching. I was watching, man. She was so happy. And then they didn't show her after the next play. Like, I thought maybe the phone call would be made and they'd be like, well, she says he's he's done and we're going to do this for the first time in history. I thought – I thought Monday we might catch the news, but it's 
I had go ahead. I, I was doing really well. I was doing well on FanDuel. And I was like, I was counting my money. I threw the Bears game on. I saw the last second touchdown and they, where they pull ahead. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, this game's over. And I turned it off. I was jubilant for the next two to three hours on this winning high. You know, I got a little money in my pocket. I'm feeling good. I don't know my car's about to uh, not pass emissions. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm high on the hog. And then I look and I see on uh, Twitter, Nagy is trending. I'm like, well, why is he trending? He just won a game. And then I look, and the Bears lose. I got to no, go back and watch the game. No timeouts left, Al. Yeah, you got your package to watch it. You got to watch that the, the entire second half. First of all, for the first half, Al, they still had three timeouts, and they definitely could have used one, which would have uh, it would have helped them out in the first half. And then the second half, there were no timeouts left. There, there was a uh, going for two. They were they were lined up to kick it, and they had to call a timeout to burn one there. They burned Jimmy, another one at another just... bullshit place. And it goes back to that game um, the week before with the Steelers with all the penalties. I mean, that is coaching, coaching, coaching. This is coaching. We knew when they picked up fields that it could extend them another full season and maybe more. Well, that's done. Yeah. yeah Here's the thing. Up. If you fire Nagy midseason, does, Nag- does Pace get fired midseason? I mean, where do, you, where do you pick up a GM to make that next choice? You know. I've made, I've made the argument for the last couple of weeks now. I am not on board on firing pace. I, I don't think it's a solution. Um, I do I totally accept all of his failures. 100% he rightfully should be fired. But you have two options once you fire him. You hire a dust ball who's failed at numerous uh, times in that job before. Because guess what? Guys who succeed in that job keep that job as long as they want. So you're either going to get a dust ball who's failed or you're going to get a project, a guy who's worked under somebody else who's now in charge, who's going to have to learn. And you're going to have another, you're going to go through another, unless the kid's a prodigy, you're going to go through another learning experience, which is what we just went through with Ryan Pace. And the, the dude has sucked. He's made bad decisions. But at the same time, I've seen growth in the man. I've, I've seen something there. You know, he, he has strategies and he has ideas. You know, I give you shit all the time in fantasy football because you win stupid. And winning stupid usually leads to losing big in the end of the day. If you play smart, if you have a plan, you execute your plan, and it fails, and you adjust that plan, now you're, 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 you're playing within strategy, and in the long run, you're going you're gonna to build towards uh, long-term success. And I think we could get there with pace. All right, so then keep him around while he's finally figuring things out here. And then now that he has the experience, do you want to go with a head coach that has no head coaching experience again? Yeah. Are you still going I mean, that I, route? I want an offensive mind. I want to take another shot at an offensive mind. And, yes, if this guy fails, Here's regardless it. if it's Pace's fault or not, it, it, you know, fate, Pace is done at that point. Jay, but, I think you know. he's down there in Charlotte. He asks, do you, uh, do you let Pace pick the next head coach? That's what you want to do. You want to give him yeah. – you, you trust in Ryan Pace. He has learned yes. this much on the job, that you trust in yes. him, that he has learned. Do you think he learned from the mistake of a Matt Nagy? Because there were some red flags. Yes. There were some red flags over there with, with some issue in play calling. And I, who was doing the play I, calling was. when he was with Kansas City? There were red flags. Do you, were, were, do you believe were, that Matt Nagy has changed enough? 
There were there were red There's flags, one. and I liked the Matt Nagy hire, and I think most people did. It, it was a smart hire, and it was the right hire. Now, Maggie, you know, we thought Maggie was a shark. We thought he was a mind, man. We thought he, he was the next brilliant thing that was going to redefine uh, offense. And the guy turned out to be a donkey, like a straight donkey. He, he, he did not have the skills needed to, you know, he was fake. He was a fake shark. He wasn't intelligent. He, he fooled people into believing he was. And that happens a lot in the coaching world, especially in football. You get guys who seem like, man, this guy is brilliant, and they get the chance to do it themselves, and it turns out, no, you know what? They work for, they work for Belichick. You know, they, they work for um, Andy Reid. They, they work for smart people. And, uh, you know, they get exposed. Matt Nagy got exposed. You know, his offense wasn't brilliant. It was actually old school. It was boring. It was slow. So we need to find a guy who cutting edge of offense. And right now that guy is Dable. That's the Bills, the Bills um, offensive coordinator. You know, the guy throws 50 times a game. That's the modern NFL. That's where we're going. Bill and, Dable. Uh, I, I like the guy. Because the other option is, you know, what do you get? You get old dust balls again. You get the John Foxes. You get the, the douchebag who just got fired by the Giants. You know, you, you get these guys who bounce around. You know, yes, we finally are a job where smart people are going to want to come to because we have the quarterback in place. And in the NFL, success is tied to the quarterback. And getting that quarterback is not easy. People think it is. Everybody wants to run a franchise. Very few, few people do. Very few people who do are successful at finding quarterbacks. You know, uh, and a lot of times it comes down to luck and draft position. And I think we got lucky and we had a guy who reached out and made a play and got fields. And I think fields is the future and that is going to draw in smart minds. And of course, now for those of you watching, I just pulled up the pictures of Bill Dable there. That's true. The, 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 the bills did get, the, the bills did get murdered. God. And the Bills have looked sloppy. They got and crushed. Josh Allen looks like he took a step backwards, but they're still successful, man. They're still making the playoffs, okay. you know, and they're, and they're going to continue making the playoffs if, if Dable is, is their offensive coordinator. Josh Allen is their uh, quarterback, and Stephon Diggs is the receiver, and fucking Dusty Old anti-COVID uh, Beasley's out there catching balls, and, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders shows up every once in a while, you know. He's failing in the age model, but the guy the guy still makes some plays. But um, yeah, I mean, I like I like the Bills' offense, and I I hope he comes to the Bears. I wouldn't be upset if he doesn't. And, and you know, there's somebody I'm not even thinking of because I'm not you know I'm not a guy who hires coaches. Um, but yeah, I mean, I might bring him in too. Like uh, I I'd, I'd be fine with that. There are I mean, there are quite a few other people that are out there. Al, do you got like a Byron Leftwich? Uh, Panthers OC Joe Brady. I don't trust Brian Brian Leftwich. Uh, That's that seems to be the guy who works under a really good head coach who everybody likes to pick because you know the name, you know who he is. You loved watching him play quarterback. The guy's coaching Tom Brady. He's from the Mac, and he's working under uh, Bruce Arians. You know, this is these are two. This is arguably the goat, the greatest mm-hmm. of all time at quarterback, the Chris Jericho of football. Um, 
and and you have Bruce Arians who you know he wears stupid hats, but the man can coach. You know what I mean? And he gets the job done, and uh, you can't argue with success. So that guy's a sharp. His quarterback's a sharp. It just adds up to a high risk. I think Brian Lefkowitz has a high ceiling Byron. as a coach, yep. but I also think he has a very low floor, and uh, that concerns me. This kind of jumps back, but the CJ over on Twitch. Again, join us over on Twitch, at Sports Addict there. Make sure to follow us. If you're watching us there tonight, guys, give us a follow. Maybe uh, someday soon we'll be to that point where we can get what they call subscribers on there and everything. Um, we've been discussing and, and, having and a few other please, shows from our please. channel as well. If there's a way to subscribe to this damn thing, subscribe. Hit the damn button. Wherever you are. I appreciate it. I will drink. I will cherish you right now. Thank you so much for that. So and, the CJ uh, says, do we have, oh, do we have a telephone number? We do. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Right now, the CJ there asks, what if Pace was promoted to president of football ops? You know, they could put okay. Ted Phillips over on the business ops, yeah. you know, and bumped everyone up, giving Champ oh. Kelly up. And Matt Nagy becomes the assistant GM. Ooh. Yeah, you had me up until the Matt Nagy part. I mean, I was cool. I was like, oh, all right, you know, I can see that happening. Well, and then you know, Matt Nagy's gone. Matt Nagy's gone. It feels like he Matt lost Nagy. the locker room the last couple of days. Too. And Matt Nagy, like he had you some know, reports and all that shit. To be fair to Matt Nagy, my guess is the dude still wants to be a coach. Right, 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 right. But what, what's he going to do after this? Back to quarterbacks coach? Is somebody gonna give him a gonna give him an offensive coordinator's gig right away? No, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the life in the NFL, man. That's the ups and downs. You know, Lovey Smith is a defensive coordinator of a shitty defense. I mean, that's that's where he is right now. Uh, w. Wilson says Kellen Moore from Dallas might be an idea there. Clark. Clark, we have no subscribe button. I'm getting word from the, the, the guy who had the nice edible that there's a, the nice joint that there's no subscribe button. It was, oh, a, it was a gift. We didn't say it was a joint. We didn't say it was a joint until now. Now you're selling people up the river. No, you can't subscribe on there, but you can follow as of right now. Soon, we, we, we need to come up with a couple more shows. We're going to have another show come from this channel on another day. We're going we're, we're gonna to grow this channel out, and then, then, and only then, can you subscribe to our channel. And, Al, that is where the success happens, once people start mm. subscribing. Oh, this thing's going to the moon, baby. Believe hey, me. hey, should we it's go? The, it's the doge. It's the doge of uh, uh, podcasts. Guys, I think we should go to the Joseph Finest Meats hotline. You have no idea how bad it gets. Yeah, man. All right, we're gonna go over to the uh, we're gonna go over to the three one two. Hey there, three one two. What's your name? Where are you calling from, gentlemen? It's Elijah from Tomball, Texas. How y'all doing? Oh my gosh, Elijah! I, I, I love. Just got back from the the Lone Star State. Beautiful people, beautiful women. Uh, you know, the girls up in Lamp Passes all have great, you know, Texas pride. And uh, uh, I'm happy to be back here in Chicago, but I wish I was living in Texas, man. It's great to hear from you. Yes, sir. Al, anytime you need to come down, you got yourself a bet if you're around Houston, sir. That goes for you too, Clark. Thank oh, you. Hell yeah. Thank you, Elijah. Great stakes. I'd love to get down there. Uh, maybe get down there uh, if the Bears ever play that football franchise or maybe a baseball game. I don't know. I'll come down and check it out. It's been – it's been a hot minute since we've heard from you. 
uh, Elijah. Have you have you been following the the news out of Chicago today? I have, I have. I don't believe it. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been caught up with some soccer games and wrapping some kids stuff up. So unfortunately, haven't been able to watch too much Ferris, but. I was able to see enough, and uh, I don't believe that Maggie will be fired after Thanksgiving. I heard a little bit today on, uh, uh, I believe it was ESPN, that even if the Bears did leak this, that they may do an about-face just because, <laughs> you know, if that Maggie heard that he's uh, 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 getting fired through through Twitter, you know, they'll do an about-face and they'll, they'll just keep him on anyway. But, yeah, I yeah, I don't see it happening. Oh, that's so ridiculous. Clark, before before the well, show's up, and I don't want to do it right now because we have a, a wonderful guest on the line. And, you know, long-distance rates these days. My God, they're through the roof. But uh, uh, remind me to tell the story about the time I found out I was getting fired from the radio station, and I worked out a deal to finish out my uh, my days peacefully. That ended up in a disaster. Uh, let me tell that story later. But and if I remind forget, me, if I forget to remind you, hopefully some of the folks in Twitch or on Facebook Live or over there on Twitter can can let us know as well. But we do have Elijah here. Um, I asked you about that news that we don't believe. Um, how how is this uh, Chicago Bears fan been treating you? Are you able to tune it out, being that you're so far away there, or what are you thinking? Oh no, I, I love it. I love it. But you know, uh, it's it, just. It, 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 you know, I, I don't know. Whenever the Bears do really well, that's when I start to get uncomfortable and waiting for the other shoe to fall. It's usually when they suck, and uh, that's when I get the warm and fuzzies because that's what I've been used to for all these years. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of nice to see them back where they're at, but you know, frustrating as well. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of agree with, with Al about keep it on pace. Uh, I do see a few good things that he has done. I'm hoping he's learning yeah. on the job and has been able to figure out how to manage this money a little bit better because uh, we're going to be eating a lot of contracts. <laughs> we only have three active wide receivers at the end of the season. That there's no other contracts. Um, I'd say as long as he locks in Quinn, uh, I think we have a fifth year on a fifth year option on it, but I'd like to see an extension go for him. Um, but I think it's this time. Uh, I, I, fortunately, I think we're in a, a rebuild. A complete rebuild uh, status here. I mean, our offensive line, uh, Akeem Hicks, I mean, everyone's out of their prime. So I think it's just a matter of time, uh, and we, we kind of throw our hands up, which I beg to ask, why didn't we do anything at the trade deadline to try to get some picks going? We have all mm-hmm. the contracts and everything ended up. So there's yeah. a negative on pace, right? Right. I mean, I'm kind of contradicting myself there, but you have to get, I mean, if you really. I'm sorry. It's like the man knows how to trade away picks, but when it comes to uh, obtaining them, yeah, completely uh, clueless. This was the year, man. This was the year if you were going to do yeah. it. Which because Alan Robinson, there's no way the dude's sticking around. I don't. No. I don't see any way. I don't no, see any I mean, way that he's around. You're talking about the rebuild, Elijah. I, I was. I'm happy to see that they decided to shut Khalil Mack down for the rest of the year. Like you might as well. What do we have him for three more? After this, you might as well get that issue fixed, get the surgery done, get it fixed, and, and, and hopefully he can still be the, the beast that he is there. You brought up Robert Quinn. What a nice relief it is to see from him. And I can't believe that you said that sentence. I mean, I can, but it's so nice to see that, yeah, uh, that's a guy that I want to see back 
on the Chicago Bears. It's a- after what after what we saw from him last year. That's great. In, to see. in, case, in case in point, you know, in the off season when people were crucifying Pace, Robert Quinn was one of the guys everybody was pointing to as an absolute failure. And you know, obviously up until that point he was, and that was a fair case to be made. But now let's give Pace a little credit because he did see that this guy was, you know, a free agency, a free agent worth targeting. And now we're seeing, seeing the ceiling of Robert Quinn as opposed to just being exposed to the, the floor. Now, I, I think Robert Quinn was going through something last year as far as injuries or something uh, because he, he was a different player. But the dude's come back, and, you know, he's, he's delivering. So let's give Pace a little love there. I agree, and, and I misspoke. Uh, uh, Roquan, Roquan Smith is the deal you got to get done. He's the one that's going to be in the fifth year. They can flex the fifth year out of his uh, contract to to get that. I mean, you, you got to get that done. And it's been impressive that yeah. the Bears are able to keep up with this inside linebacker tradition. I don't know how it, – it's, it's like Green Bay finds quarterbacks, you know, in the pumpkin patch, and we somehow find inside linebackers, which is amazing to me. Um, so, yeah, that, if, that, that's the deal you got to get done. But I think I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing that, 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 that whenever I see this, you know, we're talking about picks and salary issues and stuff like this, but he's able to find players, right? He's a scout. That's what he was in New Orleans. Uh, he was a pro scout. He was a scout for this. So all these things I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that if he can put the scouting uh, uh, prowess together with the salary cap and all this other management that's, you know, for the different dimensions of a GM, we could have something here. But uh, it, it, he, he, he screwed this up early. I'd like to see him give him a second chance and try for another coach. I agree with you, uh, Al. When Nagy had it, everyone was celebrating, saying this was a great pick. I don't know who the next coach should be, um, but I agree it should be an offensive coach just because that's where that's the way we're going. How many chances? How many chances do we want to give? Uh, he 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 missed a quarterback big there. Uh, he missed on this head coach here. Like, yeah, he missed. How many? Like, he 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 had hired Fox for some reason. You had the whole. Let's he, go back he didn't to, hire Fox. He didn't hire Fox. Well, let's go back. He, he hired him. Fox was just kind of handed to him with the job. Let's go back to the quarterback, uh, uh, Glennon, that he signed. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to the Andy yeah. Dalton. Like I don't. But there was no. But there was no answer for any team at that position during that time frame. The only successful quarterback that has jumped from a team and been successful is Stafford. And this year with the Rams, I mean, that's the only guy to do it. It just wasn't possible. It's not a. Th- it's easy to say fix the quarterback position, it's very difficult to do. And the same thing can be said about the head coaching position. How many successful GMs have hired uh, the perfect head coaching record and haven't fired anybody and who have nailed every quarterback pick? Maybe Belichick? I mean, I don't know. Then my next thing is this. Allen Robinson, you said, as good as gone. Darnell Mooney for next year under Ryan Pace's team. Is he the number – is he a number one? Do you think Darnell Mooney's the number one? Because that's what we're getting set up for here. Well, I think you I think you try him at number one next year, and uh, you look for a receiver in the draft the following year. I would love to get a receiver this year, but not in the first round. So I think it's just going to be difficult. But I, I think you start working on building your line, and you start looking at getting some of the other pieces together. You see what Mooney can do as a number one. 
He's a speed guy. I don't think he's a number one. I think he's a great number two or a slot guy for sure. I think he could be what a Cooper Cup is. But you know, we 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 need another receiver. But I, I don't I don't think that's happening next year. But yeah, I think you give him a shot. I uh, I wish that I had a better idea of the salary cap and stuff. Ferrari, who we had la- on last week, brought up a little bit of that. But my my main thing is, let's try to fix this line somehow. Let's try to get to the bottom of that, the offensive line, because it doesn't matter who the wide receivers are. And, of course, if Fields can, can move a little bit and run, which he showed against Pittsburgh, that can help. But right now – how do we fix this line? And, you know, we, we got a, another week or two before we find out if we're going to see Jenkins this year. I don't know. Leroy well, it's, it's a good. It's a, it's a good point, Clark, but this, this, this line is an enigma to me. Pass blocking, I'd give him a C-. minus. But somehow run blocking, we seem to be a B to a B plus, in my opinion. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not saying Montgomery – I mean, I think Montgomery is a great back. You know, if I had to give him a, a rank, I'd probably give him a, a B or a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, runs hard and he's a he's a good running back. I don't understand how this line is able to to run block so well these past few. I mean, and, and then and here's here's goes against Nancy. Why wouldn't you lean on that? Anytime Montgomery gets lathered up and he starts really cooking, we go back to this awful pass, and, and, and I just don't I just don't understand it. Yeah. Did they say anything about um, his ribs, uh, Justin Fields' ribs? No, nothing's been made official on them other than they don't think there's any breaks or anything. There's no fractures going on. I, there was some report about a possible spleen issue there for a minute, but that seems Uh-oh. to have disappeared, which is good. Uh, but they, they were a little concerned about that. Um, I think – I mean, Dalton's going to start on Thursday. That's what we know. Uh, the, the big, uh, the big game this Thursday for uh, for Thanksgiving, which the Bears have pulled that Thanksgiving game. Is this three or four years in a row now? It seems like we've been we've been the Detroit Thanksgiving game quite a bit here. Yeah, and the Bears' rec- and the yeah, Bears record during prime time when all the ones watching is not good. <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. Al's getting Al's finally getting involved over there on the Twitch. We're on Twitch these days, and uh, Al's uh, yeah Al's YouTube videos to people and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, I was going to say is that the Bears' record seems to be on prime time. That's usually when they shift the bed most. Uh, I'll talk about the Bears yes. game, and whenever it gets on prime time for someone to watch it, then that's usually they inevitably play the worst game. Uh, oh, except oh, for that uh, Cardinals you, game. Uh, where uh, the you, Bears uh, are who they thought they were. Sure, Elijah, do you remember when the, the excuse for that was because, uh, you know, Jake Cutler was our quarterback, and those games are later in the <laughs> evening, and it fucks with his uh, yeah. glucose and blood sugar levels with the, with the diabetes. And that's why, yeah, the insulin, and it. that's why they were always, we were always terrible on the uh, primetime games. I would, I would have bought that. That's great. No, I... <laughs> Well, it's just trying to explain why they always do. However, uh, the Steelers game the other night, the second half, Justin Fields had arguably his best half of football. He was doing, he played mm-hmm. really good football that game. And then it seemed like uh, Sunday they went away from everything that they were doing uh, with him. 
or they, they couldn't even get it going. It, it wasn't working. And it's not like Baltimore Ravens defense is anything. What are they out? They're ranked like in the twenties, 25, something like that. Yeah. They're yeah. Not, I mean, they're not great. It, it, they're not the Ravens defense. It's almost, we've known and loved. It's almost as if you could tell who's play calling in what quarter or what half. <laughs> Yeah. It's that, yeah. it's that dynamic. So yeah. I, 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 uh, I'd like to bring up one more point because, again, I bring it up every time I call. <clears throat> what the hell is the point of Jimmy Graham and, and Komet? <laughs> I, I'm to the point now, I'm calling Komet a buck. That is a bust pick. No. Um, no, not yet. No way. Not yet. No. I don't see that. What are you guys seeing that I'm not seeing? If I'm not mistaken, he's playing statistically well. Like, I, I think he's actually doing his job. Let me let me pull up uh, Pro Football Focus and see where he ranks amongst tight ends. Yeah, I I think I think he's doing okay. I'm with you 100% on Jimmy Graham. Uh, I know you and I have talked about – I was very surprised to see Kyle, Kyle Fuller wasn't getting it done out there. Like, we had all talked about he ended up being the casualty to keep Graham. Um but, I mean, hell, that money could have gone somewhere else. Um, I don't understand why they're paying him so much. Last week, Elijah Ferrari was on the show, and he said that it was the nine touchdowns that Jimmy Graham scored in the previous year, which, fine, I get that. However, it's just not happening anymore at his age. I don't know why he's there. And he's not even getting any snaps either. And so I got the I got the regular season statistic. Commence total commence total yards in the season, two hundred and ninety six. TD yeah, zero. Yeah, but the, yeah, there, there's he, not much happening on the entire offense. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is we don't have an offensive line, so Komets has to block. I mean, he's not the guy. He's not you know Waller. Getting getting the eight you know nine targets a game. He's not Kittle or Kelsey. You know I mean that's what we hope. But right now he's he's being asked to block. And you know statistically according to Pro Football Focus, it's not great. He's ranked thirty third out of seventy two tight ends. He's got a sixty four point two rating, which is uh, slightly below average. So I mean he he isn't grading out as good as I thought he was. But he's not he's not a I don't think he's a bust by any means. Well, worthy of a first round pick, early first round. No. Nah. Um, I, I I love that he's a hometown kid and it's a great story, but out. it's Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, well you know, and I'm hoping for the best here, but yeah, when when they picked him it it was uh, I was expecting a lot more out of uh an offensive uh from an offensive standpoint. But you know, looking at yeah. the other stats here two ninety six last year, uh total uh, 243 and two touchdowns his rookie year. So, I mean, maybe that's what he is. He's more of a blocking tight end, and I misunderstood the reason we're getting him. But then that would bend to the fact, well, you know, maybe we should be getting another it, wide receiver tight end. No, I think he's been it's asked not, it, to block more. He's had to block yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, it's because, not – Exactly. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's been put in the position to block because there's no offensive line. Ideally, you would like to have him be running more routes and be more involved in the passing game. But because the offensive line is such garbage, you have to keep him in. So, and he was taken forty third overall uh, in in that draft. Ah, okay. 
Okay. So he was a little bit of a later pick than you thought, right? Because we there we don't yeah. we don't have any first round picks because of uh we didn't have any first round picks because of the Bill Mac trade. Bill Mac trade, right? And we still don't have one. Yeah, next. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I okay. guess calling I'll, I'll, I'll lay off a little bit the right then. thing right now. But Jimmy Graham, yeah, I I don't quite understand that at all. Yeah, and, and again, wow. hopefully it's with pace and his money management and and all that. Gentlemen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You're great. I appreciate y'all. Uh, bear down, and God God bless us. <laughs> Godspeed, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Good to hear from you again, sir. All right, guys. Adios. You yep, too. Bye-bye. Yep, later. Well, that was Elijah from down by Houston joining us again for the first time. In Old Cowtown. Yep. Um, now, sometimes this is when our audio has gone a little poor, Al. After after we uh after a call goes away. So I'm gonna do a quick check of that. I was oh, wondering wow. I was wondering if uh, if you had something you wanted Inside to discuss baseball here real quick. Well I mean I could take a peek maybe at uh what we're looking at for the Thanksgiving slate on DraftKings. Um although I will of course be playing FanDuel because I'm still serving a uh, ruthless uh, suspension just one that not only took just me out of week, four right? weeks of football, it, it, it's also taken me out of the Thanksgiving slate. So mm-hmm. I'm actually losing out on five potential um, great games. So if you want to have some talk tomorrow about the uh, Thanksgiving slate, I'm all about talking about it because I do want to play it and I want to do it smarter and better. Well, right now the best projecting value on, on, uh, uh, on DraftKings is David Montgomery at uh, 6K. He's projected for 19 points. He has a ceiling of 25, which is uh, he actually has the uh, fourth highest ceiling or the fifth highest ceiling on the slate. But, okay, so, and here's why the value is there. Ezekiel Elliott is 8K. His ceiling is 26 points. He's projected at 18. David Montgomery, 6K, $2,000 less, projected at 19 points with a 26-point ceiling. With a 27-point ceiling, so only a point more, is uh, DeAndre Swift, who's also projected at 19 points. He's 7,300. And then you have uh, at the top, as far as ceiling goes, you have your two quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Josh Allen, at uh, 33 points and 36 points for Josh Allen. Uh, But those are quarterbacks, so that's a different – position so of the three quarterback of of the three running backs on the slate he's the cheapest he has really high ownership that goes without saying um he's he's up to 58 percent. so if you're playing small field tournaments or if you're playing in a cash game in other words you're just playing somebody one-on-one you're going to want to play david montgomery in a tournament where there's a lot of people playing you know, you're playing for $10,000, and there's uh, 200,000 players. You're not going to want to play David Montgomery because at almost 68% projected ownership, if this guy goes for, say, 22 points, and Zeke Elliott, even though he's $2,000 more, goes for 33 or 34, and Swift goes for 24 points, like, it's just bad chalk. It's just, like, that's ugly. So mass tournaments, you're going to want to fade on David Montgomery. 
but he's a must play in cash. Like at 6K, he's absolutely the best value play uh, on the board. I am so sick of playing Chicago Bears players in daily fantasy football. They've hit well, once in a while, and I haven't played them that much even, but I'm sick of it. Like, and I know what well, other, there's three games on the slate. Yes. So that helps. So, so yeah, right. You, you only have, you know, six options at, at running back, uh, essentially, and, and probably really realistically only three because who are the other running backs? Uh, you know, you're talking Mark, Mark Ingram um, at 6,200. Mark Ingram costs more than David Montgomery in fantasy this week. Like, you know, just let that sink in as far as the value. Who would now, you rather play, now, quick, Mark Ingram or David Montgomery? Straight up. Um, I probably David Montgomery. Cheers to you, but also cheers yeah. to Jay who just poured himself a shot of basil Hayden. So cheers, cheers Jay, there, brother. Um, probably not Mark Ingram. I I played him a little bit, and it didn't pan out for me the the other day. So that's not too much research. On yeah, it. I guess I'm playing Montgomery. Look, at the end of the day, Mark Ingram is Mark Ingram, and you know who Mark Ingram is. And it's there's a reason you know the guy's bounced around and ended up back in New Orleans. Um, he's good for that position, but he's not a star. David Montgomery, you know, whether you love him or not, he is that offensive juggernaut within the Bears' offense. And now you have Andy Dalton back in, you know, who has a very low A dot, so he's not going to be looking deep. Although he did hit uh, Booty on uh, that nice play there, but um, you, you're, you're, he's going to look underneath. They're going to dink and dunk, and David Montgomery is that guy. And so he's going to, he's going to be involved in the pass catching game. He's going to be involved in the run game. You know, he has the potential to get 18 touches, which um, Swift may have uh, outside of that. I'm not sure any of these guys are are getting 18 touches uh, because your competition, you have David Montgomery, uh, Deandre Swift, Mark Ingram, Josh Jacobs is always interesting. Uh, The dude just sucks. You know, he's just bad and he, he never gives you what you want. But he is $100 less than David Montgomery, and he comes at 37% ownership, so almost 25% less ownership. So Josh Jacobs is your tournament play. Um, Zeke Elliott projects poorly at his price. Uh, He's actually a negative projection. And a lot of that is Tony Pollard is eating into Zeke Elliott touches. Tony Pollard, only $400 less than David Montgomery for, what, 11 touches? And, you know, you still have the potential that Zeke Elliott's going to be the guy getting the goal line touches at 8K. But, you know, that's just an ugly situation you're going to want to try to avoid. You know, now you're talking Kenyon Drake behind Josh Jacobs. And then the Buffalo receivers we know are just garbage. You know, they like I said with Dable, they like to throw 40, 50 times a game. That's not a lot of equity for your running backs. Plus, if you get down to the goal line, not only do you have – to contend with the fullback, uh, you have to t- contend with uh, Dawson Knox at the tight end position. Uh-huh. Uh, you also have to contend with Josh Allen running it in. So it's just a really ugly deal to play um, Devin Singletary, even though he's only 4,900. So, so that's just a quick take at the uh, running back position. Right now I, I'm looking at, uh, just to quickly discuss, it, which, which plays into all of Daily Fantasy as well, but the over-under of the, uh, of the, Buffalo, of the Buffalo New Orleans game, which is the night game, the, the, the 7.20 p.m. game, uh, that, the over-under is 45.5. Buffalo's a minus six there. That's wild. Buffalo's a minus six. 
after this past yeah. week, after this past week, they're such a hit and miss team. That's unbelievable. Then the other game, uh, the four thirty p.m. I, I think that's uh, three thirty here locally, is uh, Dallas uh, versus uh, versus uh, Las Vegas versus the Raiders. And Dallas is minus seven point five, and the over under there is the highest of the day at fifty point yeah. five. So you're thinking your cash games, you want to play a lot of guys from there, right, Al? Right. Just from looking at it. And then that's course, where the that's where the point equity is, according to Vegas. Man, they're talking pie in the chat. You know, I'm getting distracted. The Bears right now are the favorite at Detroit at a minus three. That's understandable. We can get into pie as well, which uh, three point one four, I believe, is what that is. Um, but we will get. Uh, yeah, the Bears are a minus three, and they uh, they have the lowest over under of the day at forty one point five. Sure. Is what we're looking. Yeah, at. I mean, your starting quarterbacks in that game are what uh, a Boyle. And Dalton, I mean, like, that's just a drizzling shit. Oh, did you see like, that? Did uh, I send you that that's graphic? Diarrhea. Did I send you the graphic today that uh, the NFL put out to try to showcase their Fox their Fox matchup for the 11-30 game? We're getting Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for this, by the way. Boyle versus Dalton. Oh, Jesus. Boyle uh, versus Dalton. Ugh. My guys actually have uh, Jared Golf projecting the play, so – but I, I mean that's I not that doesn't get that's nothing better. Oh. Wait, what was that, Al? Uh, it looks like there's a chance that uh, Jared Goff plays, but Sorry, it's not really an upgrade. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, this is how ugly Thanksgiving is from a offensive juggernaut perspective. You have Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. You know, if you're playing cash, that's where you're spending your money. Those are absolutely must plays because the other quarterbacks are Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff or Boyle, Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Like, I mean, it is an ugly day for quarterback play. Is Hill so, the starting quarterback this week? No. Who? Hill? Taysom Hill? No, but, but, you know, he's a guy you're going to want to consider in lineups because, oh. I mean, it could happen, but, I mean, no, it, it's such places. a small slate. Like, if there was a shakeup, you know, any, everything matters. I, I'm going to guess, like, it, probably the best play is going to be Derek Carr. Um, just because, like, he's playing Dallas. Dallas is going to be without their wide receiving core, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Isn't Lamb out? Isn't uh, – uh, what's his name out? Uh, you're looking at, like, Michael Gallup. You look at as your, as your number one receiver, which, you know, Gallup's not bad, but he's not bad when there's when, when you have a lot of uh, wide receiver options. You know, when he's the third guy in your rotation, when he's uh, – uh, you have Cedric Wilson, and then you have – Either Noah Brown or Simi uh, Fukoku or uh, Mikel Turner. I'm, I'm sure so, you got that right. Yeah. Simi Fukoku. Fukoku. Simi Fukoku. That sounds exactly right. Um, I'm seeing that. Uh, banana cream. Absolutely banana cream. The highest projected points for my number go to Allen, of course. Prescott's right behind. Dalton's yeah. four on my list for the uh, for the highest projected points as of right now. Uh, All right. And the Bears predicted to score 22.5. Here's my thing as a Chicago Bears fan. I think that Andy Dalton 
might win this football game for the Bears. It's the Detroit Lions, yeah. And so on Friday, it would make it very interesting. And based on everything that we talked about uh-huh. today, and I want that that to be the the real deal. I never hate. I never want anyone personally to lose their job. But a, a guy like Matt Nagy is going to do just fine in his career, in his life. He's worked hard. He's very good at being an NFL coach at, at some level. We, we can say that. Hey, Clark, Yeah. real quick. I bought – so I got the regular bidders you're for gonna, the minute. You're going to take, uh, take me away from this, and I'm going to forget what the hell I was saying. And I already have. For the so Manhattan. Ahead, ask me, yeah. I got regular bidders for the yeah. Manhattan, yeah. but I also bought toasted almond bitters. Do you think that would work in the Manhattan? I'd give it a shot. I have I have yeah. orange bitters here, and um, that's actually what you're supposed to use. This is our Thanksgiving you, show. I'd like to go and pour another. I didn't come downstairs prepared, but that's fine. Happy Thanksgiving. So what was your you, – you were on a hot take there. You were on a roll. You were no, rambling and – you were it, rambling it, and rolling. It's, it's so far gone at this point, Larcher, that we can't even get there. Um, it, I don't I, even remember I, what we were uh, talking about. It was that if the Bears win this game – how are you going to fire Matt Nagy on Friday after a win? How's he, how's he going to, how's he losing his job the day after yeah. a win? And maybe yeah. you can argue that's, against it saying it's against the winless that's, lions. That's why I'm saying that reporter makes no sense. Like that, the logic behind it makes no sense. All right, um, real quick. I, I want to so, do, I want to do a quick thank you to Sean for earlier saying he was going to okay. go over and jump onto Twitch uh, to give us thank another you, follower. Sean. So thank you for signing up for that. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, don't forget, Al wanted to tell the story. Oh, Sean, this is where he, he just showed up clutch right here and helped yeah. us out. Our Thanksgiving show, oh. we're having a couple of drinks, a little smoke, you know. But Sean just mentioned Al's going to so, tell the story of how he got fired. Let, let's just go right in. So I'm working at, I'm working at WACF-FM in Paris, Illinois, 98.5, your country alternative, doing mornings there. And um, Wait, Hang on, what was the name of the station? WACF, it's gone now. It was bought and bought and like I, I, they, I think they snowballed it completely. Uh, anyways, so I, I'm doing the morning show there. This is in like uh, this is in the Terre Haute market, number two hundred in the nation, and uh, you know, real shithole. Uh, Terre Haute, Paris is lovely, although the crime rate's been going crazy there lately. Uh, so, anyways, so I'm like, doing so the morning like, show. One crime happens and the rate goes up twenty percent. Yeah, no, no, no. There's shit going down. Really? It's uh, getting rough down there. All right. You know, and it's one of those towns that's like an hour away from a highway. So, you know, shit can get creepy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, you're, off the, you're off the grid, man. Okay. Probably, yeah. Like, even the highway. You're, you're talking it's off of the two road. The off, like, it's off the two-lane highway. Like, you have your Route 72. I'm not talking about the interstates, you know, with the four or five lanes. Yeah. But it's it, on Route 133 West. Okay, so you got a two-lane highway coming through. All right, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's what feeds it into it. Gotcha. And I think Route 1 also. Anyways, you know, it, it, there's, there's been some murders down there. There's like a good 2020 episode oh, yeah. on uh, – and there's some rumors, like shit I couldn't even say. I'd be afraid to even talk about on here because, you know, I'd end up murdered. Because you but, heard uh, stories that other people aren't supposed to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the morning radio show in the city little town. Uh, which is actually, you know, a historic town. Like uh, Abe Lincoln gave speeches there. He'd been the courthouse is still the OG courthouse. I actually have a painting of it here in my home. That's, so, that's awesome. so I'm doing I'm doing morning radio there. It's a country it's a country show, and you know, people in town like me. That 
that that job, that station went through a lot of turnover. So they didn't trust the morning guy. And when I first got there, I had the Chicago accent and the DC sniper was a thing. Somebody called the station and they told me they were going to shoot me through the cornfields across the street. So I would, I had this old 80 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. I would run from the radio station and dive into my car and take off. Because right across the street was a cornfield, man. Anyways, over time, the community realized I loved country music and I knew my shit and I was committed to being a part of their community and they embraced me and they liked me. Well, in my time there, in five years, I went through seven and a half general managers. So imagine, imagine, you know, you're a head coach of a football team and every couple of years, you know, you have two, you're averaging two general managers a year. Well, it's a lot like the Dicka situation where everybody loved me, but the new GM hated me. I, I think his name was Brent. Real prick. Real fucking prick. Uh, Brent so the, generally pricks. Like, let's this dude, yeah, well, you know, we have well, mutual prices. This is a hell of a guy. Yeah, fair. So we, 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 uh, uh, this guy doesn't like me. I like doing the weather, okay? Like, I liked being a weatherman. Oh, I you... got an award from the county of Edgar County because I stood in front of a tornado and continued broadcasting. Wow. Can you quickly give me a weather report? Just a quick, you know, like you got a 10-second, a 10-second tease. All right, Clark, thank you. It is going to be cold tonight. Make sure you button up. We're looking at lows at about 33 degrees for your Thanksgiving. It's going to be a lovely 40 degrees. Have fun with the family. I'm Al Archer. Have a good night. There it is. There it is. That's good. That's great. So you really enjoyed giving the weather report. That's perfect. That's great. So you're doing that. But, like, I used to have parties. Like, I wasn't, like, a regular weatherman. I would, like, play music and be like, all right, man, we got some tornadoes in the area. I would take live calls, and people would be like, I'm in the shutter right now. Can you play some Alabama? You know, it was good times. That's so great. I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm, doing the morning, I'm doing the morning gig, and um, I know this guy doesn't like me. And I'm looking for a new job, and there's a, there's a website for radio where all the jobs are. I think it's called All Access. So I'm looking at the jobs on All Access, and I find one for a uh, small market morning show uh, with a morning uh, farm report in a, uh, in a in a little town, and it's the company I work for. So I sent a, I sent a reply in, a phony, a dummy reply in. I broke in. I used a credit card, and I broke into the general manager's office that morning and this is back before you know Wait, passwords on computers so, so you I fire you, up his computer you applied for the job under a fake name with a fake email or something like is that what you did yeah yeah and then monday morning because i get it because i got to do the morning show i'm at the station at five in the morning i bust into his office i use a credit card i jimmy the door i get in his office i fire up his computer and i look at his emails and in the inbox is my fucking uh email so he comes in that morning. I'm sitting at his desk with my feet up on the desk. And, you know, he walks in. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, you know, it's funny. I applied for a job, and here it is on your uh, computer. Uh, so you're firing me. He's like, well, oh, no, no, no. We were just looking for people. It wasn't a thing. This guy, by the way, was notorious for talking extremely loud. Okay. And this is a key part of the story. Man, that Clint Black song, Like the Rain, is killer. If you really want to dig into some good Clint Black, Electrified from like 98, 99. I think it was 99. He put out an album. I think Wilson's going to start naming a bunch of songs. Keep going. Keep going to this. 
Yes. But I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, anyway, so Delectrified is a great album by Clint Black. It's all he he unplugs. It's no electric instruments. He uses like an orchestra. Just a fantastic album. It's the pinnacle of his career. Anyways, so I'm sitting at his desk and I tell the dude, I'm like, hey, look, you're trying to fire me. I get it, because you know this is the attitude era, and I'm watching a lot of wrestling, so I think I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, you know, this is Vince McMahon. And your general manager is coming down on you, going, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. I don't get. Uh, Gary Allen is fantastic. Smoke, ring in, smoke Rings in the Dark is, is just an absolute gem of a song. Absolutely love that song. Uh, Thunder Rolls, Garth Brooks, hell yeah, yeah oh, man. Yeah. You know, a little domestic dispute. You That's get the Dixie not... Chicks, Goodbye Earl, Maybe. or uh, Johnny Cash, Delia's Gone. Wait a minute. Is Goodbye so, Earl a weather song, a storm song? No, no, it's a domestic. They're both oh, domestic you, dispute you and, songs. You and I are Clark, domestic. Okay. Follow along. I'm, I'm there. Okay, go I'm ahead. Back, back, back here, to the brother. story. So here we are. He comes into the office. You guys have your. <laughs> so yeah, he comes into the office, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, here's the bottom line. I can tell you're trying to fire my ass, but I don't give two shits because I'm trying to leave here anyways. So I'm like, there's two ways we could go about this. Are you, I could be a nice guy. Are you on air? Tell me that you you went full Howard Stern on this and hit the button and went live. We get eventually. We're almost there, Clark. Oh, all, right, all right. So. So uh, so we talk it out, and I'm like, look, you don't have anybody yet. I'm willing to work, and as I'm working, I will look for a new gig. So I'm, I'm going to finish out my job, and I'll go on the air, and I'll be respectful and professional, more professional and respectful than you would have been in the firing process. And so we cut this deal, and I came up with it. It was my idea. I said, you know, I'm willing. I got nothing going on. Let me finish out my morning show. I won't even mention uh-huh. this. Not even going to talk about it. Whiskey Lullaby, Brad Paisley, is a great whiskey song. Whiskey River, Willie Nelson, uh, uh, another great whiskey song. Dust on the Bottle uh, is, 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 is fantastic. Uh, whiskey Girl, Toby Keith, yeah, it's all right. I mean, you can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so, over on the uh, Storm songs, Riders on the Storm, The Doors. Shelter yeah, Riders on the Storm. That's all right. It's really um, uh, traveling band who will stop the rain by uh, Credence. No, my my favorite is uh, the Keith Whitley song. I'm no stranger to the rain. Okay. I think that's the best storm song. Okay. I mean, that's just beautiful. I mean, that's a sad. I mean, that dude drinks himself to death. Like two years later, you know, he releases this song. Uh, you know, about I'm no stranger to the rain. I'm a friend of thunder. Friend, is it any wonder lightning strikes me? I was uh, gonna bring been... up no rain. By, you know, uh, No Rain. Blind Melon? Blind Melon. But I think if the song's called No Rain, then it's not about weather. Right? Like, right. Right. So I won't bring it up. All right. Can we, can we get back to your story, maybe? So, yeah. So anyway, so, like, I cut this deal, like, hey, I'm going to finish the job, whatever. Well, he, remember the key point of the story, the man talks very loud. Oh, so man. he's on the phone with corporate which was a company out of Kentucky. They own nursing homes. And they had like the, the radio stations wow, as a write-off. That's amazing. He's like, he's like, oh, don't worry. I got this guy under my thumb. I have him under control. He'll do whatever I tell him to do. I hear this. Now I'm turning oh, beat fucking red, you know? So um, I let my, I let the afternoon girl who used to be, used to do mornings with me. Um, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, Lisa B, she, she, I let her know everything that was going on. She's like, fuck this. I want out of here. 
And uh, Friday, she quits on the air. She says, you know, all right, I'm done. I'm done on the air. I'm out of here. She quits. Um, Monday morning, I'm doing the morning show. And Lisa calls in and she's like, hey, is there any way you'll put me on? It's okay if you don't, but will you put me on and let me say goodbye to the listeners? She's like, I won't, I won't shit on the station, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I pop on the mic. I'm like, here, Lisa B., you know, she, she left the station on Friday. She wants to say goodbye to the listeners. She gets on. She's very classy about it. All of a sudden, you know, the red phone is ringing like Batman. And I'm like, ah, here we go. So uh, I'm on the air. I'm doing my thing. And all of a sudden, he pulls into the radio station. I mean, you hear the car skidding down the street. He parks sideways. He comes storming into the station, hops into the studio. I pop on the mic on, and he goes, you're fired. You're fired. I'm like, I'm like, what? What's going on? Fired. I'm like, is the station on fire? He goes, no, you're fired. And, uh, you know, he, he kicks me out, leave the studio, and, yeah, he tries to figure out how to turn the microphone off and play the next song. Oh, what I really crazy. wanted to do, Clark, was because I was the program director and so scheduled the music. Did people hear this? Did you get, like, a, a parade out of town by a couple guys? Like, what's going on here? Well, the next day, everybody in town was throwing their uh, WACF T-shirts into the front lawn. Yeah. Like, we drove by. It was just people throwing the shirts back. So, oh, that's amazing. So, uh, so what I really wanted to do, but I was a professional, and I thought, you know, I, I don't want to have a reputation being an asshole. I wanted to, to schedule, put the song um, Friends in Low Places, the Garth Brooks song, put it on a really high rotation, meaning, you know, it would play every couple hours. Yep. And I wanted to take the song and play it so about a minute of the song played, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the song, I was going to edit in the David Allen Coe song, fucking in the butt. So all of a sudden, it would be fucking in the butt, fucking in the butt, fucking in the butt. I'd like to fuck the shit out of you. And that would play. And I wanted that in the rotation because he wouldn't be able to figure out how to get it out of the rotation or what was wrong with it. And so that's how it would be playing every couple hours. You didn't have the time? I didn't do it. No, No, no. That's a little harsh. If you'd have played, yeah, if you'd have done, that would have been great. If you'd have put in, uh, somebody just brought up a take this job and shove it. If you'd have done that right. in the middle of it, that'd have been. Well, David, David Allen co wrote both those songs, so fair. One more, maybe one less, uh, you know, less harsh than the other. Maybe one a little more appropriate. I, I don't know. I think fucking oh, in the butt would have been absolutely perfect. Of course you did. Attitude there. Just his mm-hmm. face when he gets when he would get mad. This guy he was like German. This guy's face would turn bright red, and just every time the song "Fucking in the Butt" was playing on the radio within the station, I could just picture his face going red, steam coming out of his ears, and him rushing into the studio, mind you, without any staff of any knowledge of how to run a radio station, uh, trying to figure out how to, how to fix this thing. You've got emotional problems, man. Yeah, you. I mean, Beyond pacifism? He's fragile. Um, Very fragile. Real. I am really glad. I did not know that. I'm really glad that Sean reminded us uh, to to go into that story. I had heard it a long time ago. It's uh, it's. I know it every couple years here. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we heard it 
a while back, but I always forget some of the intricacies of it. It's nice. One of these days. Yeah, one of these days we'll revisit the uh, getting stuck in the desert going to Burning Man story. That's for another time. Man. Time for Manhattan 3. All right. Let's do a third. Um, Can you. You got you got uh, ninety five seconds of material here. Oh, you got to run to the washroom. I've I've got to run to uh, to grab the the bottle. Okay, you go get the bottle. I want to join you here. I'll be right back. So these people at the city of Chicago, they 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 have this like. I understand if some jalopy is driving down the road, right, man? Like, you know, you got this old jalopy. We've seen it. And, like, dust is coming out the back of it. There's a cloud of dust. It's like fucking Cheech and Chong are driving down the street. And, you know, they say, hey, this is really bad for pollution and for, uh, you know, the people in this town. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't drive that. Okay. I get it. Uh Totally respect that. Those we should shut down. But that's not the case, man. I went in for an emissions test, and I have like a like an oil sensor is going off. Okay, it has nothing to do with negative emissions. It'd be one thing if like they shove that hose up the ass of the car, and uh, the the computer says, "Hey, this guy's putting a lot of pollutants in the air." Like, I understand that. That's bad, but. This is just a sensor that is telling the car that some oil is leaking within the fuel. Not a big deal, okay? And now I have to go to a mechanic to spend hundreds of dollars to get something repaired that has very little to do with the environment, has very little to do uh, with the function of the car. The car's working fine for me. And... I have to pay this money to appease the city, who, by the way, are just trying to get poor people not to be able to drive. Because really, if you got money, you have a nice car, your car is going to, the lights aren't, it's not going to be, my car looks like, a, the, the fucking uh, dashboard looks like a Christmas parade, okay? There's every light is on. Um, the car runs fine, though. Uh, rich people have nice cars. Their cars are serviced and maintained. They're not going to have any problems. And if they do, they got the couple hundred hours to fix the car. Stone minimum gamblers like me, you know, uh, degenerates, we can't, like, it's not an easy deal. They're just trying to get us not to be able to drive because now we got to pay some mechanic for, for no reason. So, you know, to hell with this. It's a, it's a con. I do not remember what I put in this Manhattan. I feel like I've definitely done bitters, and I definitely did. The vermouth. But did I do the whiskey? Huh. So my kids want to watch Cheech and Chong now. Good. Stick with, like, what, the first two? And then forget about it, man. It's like Police Academy. There's only so many you can do. Clark, I don't remember if I put the whiskey in or not. I'm back. I'm going to guess no. We're either double dosing here or uh, did, uh, did oh are you pouring a new one? Well, I can't remember if I put the whiskey in or not. 
All right. Did you time me? Was it 90? 90. Probably 90. Probably no. 90. Oh, no one cared. You were gone. We were having fun. All right. The killjoy is back. Listen, right. this guy gets upset at the neighborhood watch for somebody in the group using the term uh, 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 the thugs. But a guy posts a news story as journalism that the Bears coach are getting fired, and he's 100 certain it's true. Dude, don't you think that the mo- what's more likely that this guy just decided let's just make this up, or that a guy that he has known for years, possibly a McCaskey, possibly a McCaskey, because he wasn't a sports reporter. This could be just a competent who said, "Yeah, guess what? Uh, we're oh, letting that's him go on definitely Friday. a double. We're letting him go oh, on Jesus Friday. Jesus Christ! And just to make face, like maybe he didn't think maybe maybe it's George." You know, I do one more. And maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he didn't think that this reporter would put it out there since he was never a sports reporter. Since now he's working for the Patch, which is crazy, crazy. Our our buddy Buckets worked for the Patch, Al, and that's who- so it's not a very good organization. <laughs> well, then would no, be my guess. No, because I saw that guy pass out at a wrestling show wearing uh, reflective gear, like he was working on a road in Georgia. Somebody told him something, and Jay says it maybe wasn't important. It maybe wasn't somebody important, and maybe that's it. That's true. I wouldn't think that this guy, though, and that was the thing, and that's why a lot of people, yeah, we'll see. You know who always knows what's going on in organizations like that? It's the fucking, uh, and they'll talk, too, because they're just looking for attention. It's the receptionist. They always, like, that is the key... Clark, I may have poured a double, possibly a triple. Jesus, pal. So if this gets finished, I, I'm not going to be able to walk. Okay. Well, do you have do you have anywhere to be tonight? Well, I got to cook dinner or something. This is our Thanksgiving show, ladies and gentlemen, and the uh, libations are uh, are happening, and I'm enjoying it. Cheers. I mean, look at that. Jesus. Here's to the listener. Join us. Have a, have a drink with us, if you will. Um, now, technically, I should put four cherries in. Join us on Ooh, the phone. Blend the lead. That's seven, some good scotch. Blend the Yeah. Jay, Jay's got some good bourbon and scotch around. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do like a yeah. good scotch. Yeah. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Um, I noticed, Al, W. Wilson there, we need to invite ourselves over over to their basement, his basement there. Um about five TV screens, a full bar, Woo! a pool table. It looks fantastic. I'm, we're inviting ourselves over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, just I will bring some whiskey and cheese dip. Not homemade, though. It's coming out of a jar. Just I want to wanna, I wanna have a night with you on, that. The, on, the, on that Japanese whiskey, Now. Yeah, you, man, we, really can, we can get drunk. 100% we're going to do a live show from that basement. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. There's going to be whiskey. There's going to be Japanese whiskey, dancing girls, and football talk. I, yeah, I, dancing girls. I don't know if we need that part, but we'll have we'll, well have it all. Remember the tra- time when we had our hundredth show, and I tried to get uh, the fake guy Fiatti on, but he no showed. We had our one hundredth show ever live on location at a bar. We got a local comedian to come on the show. We got fake Guy Fieri to come on, Ooh, and he Tokyo's ditched so good. Him, And he did. Yeah, he, 
He fake Guy Eddie, a guy. Well, he claims he was the original Guy Fieri. Um, he had the look, and that Guy Fieri stole it from him. Link with everybody, real quick. Is there? There's got to be a photo to him, right, Al? He's out there, right? There's like a whole news story on him. I mean, the dude, the dude claims he was the original Guy Fieri. Habiki, Habiki is so good, man. I had a thirty-two. I had a thirty-four year aged. A 34-year-old aged Habiki in Tokyo, Japan, at a little bar that was like a five-seater with some guy who invented video games who looked like Mr. Miyagi and dressed like Al from uh, Happy Days. Um, He showed old Kung Fu. Huh? Is his name Joey? I don't know what his name was. Yeah. Because he was like, he was like, um, what's what's the guy? He was like the soup Nazi. Like, he was very focused on only whiskey. And even his menu was like, do not ask me what to drink. It's insulting. Like, he had that in English. Like, you had to pick your whiskey. And I think I paid, like, $80 for, like, a sampling of this whiskey. It was the greatest whiskey I've ever had in my life. It was was original Habiki, uh, 34-year-old age, which is considered one of the greatest whiskeys of all time. And uh, so this guy, like, the theme of the bar was old movies and he had the uh, projector on the wall that were playing Kung Fu trailers from like the 1930s. And I ask him, I go, uh, I'm like, hey, hey, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, what's your favorite movie? And he goes, no time to talk now. And then he just, uh, you know, made whiskeys. That, that was when you were in Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, the name of the bar is... Uh, Zeotrope. Zeotrope in Tokyo. Highly recommend it. Awesome. If you're heading that way, head there. Uh, I, I did just share a couple Ooh, of uh, links to articles about Guy, the Chicago Guy Fieri. And I think I just found the one, and it's from Barstool. I know people have different opinions about Barstool and everything. But it's the real Guy Fieri versus the real Guy Fieri. Like, Ooh. because Guy Fieri saw him and saw this guy's look. And then started dressing like him for his show. He's like, that guy is like, that's phenomenal. I'm going to start wearing flames all over the place. And I'm going to do my face and hair like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He claims fake guy Fieri, who, by the way, like during COVID went way off the rails. He was like into that whole like the cell phone towers are causing COVID deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I had, to un- I had to unfollow him. Damn. But he claims he had the original look of Guy Fieri. And he's like a dude who works in a deli. Like I've been to the deli. I've gotten a sandwich from fake Guy Fieri. Phenomenal. And, uh, great. It, it, by the way, if you want to start on the Japanese whiskey and you're going Habiki, go Habiki Harmony. I think that's, that's a good buy. Like that's a good start into the, the uh, Japanese uh, whiskey. I, I was with, uh, I was with my buddy Ed last weekend, you know, military guy. Yeah. And every, every whiskey this guy poured seemed like it had a military theme to it. And he poured me some of the Colonel's whiskey. It was called uh, something Colonel, and it was fantastic too. So, well, thank you for your uh, for your info on the uh, on the whiskey. Also, it's a it's a brown label, but uh, it's not it's not. If you want to go away from Suntory, and Suntory is great, uh, uh, coffee whiskey. Um, Nikit, Nikit, I think it's also Suntory, same company, 
Nakia Nakia Coffee whiskey is really like that. That's another one that's a must-have. Just solid. Um, it, it has a really good taste to it. Uh, it's it's probably one of my favorite whiskeys. So um, the Centauri Harmony is great, but the the Nakia Coffee is also like baller. All right. Um, buddy, uh, the, the quick report here on the Bulls. Things are still going pretty darn well. Uh, last night on the back half of a home-and-home home, uh, back-to-back game against Indiana, a bit of a setback, but um, Alex Caruso was out. I think the Bulls did a great job. Of course, they lost Patrick Williams for pretty much the year early on. And then uh, Vooch has been out the last uh, 10 days or so here and there. with uh, He had COVID-19. And now he's, um, he is going to be on the trip on this. Uh, he, he's jumping on the plane. And they're heading tomorrow night They're uh, against the Rockets. They're down in Houston. And then they're out in Orlando uh, on Friday night. Ooh. And he's going to be available, Vooch will. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, Kobe White has started to score a little bit. He got the start last night. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what Caruso's industry, injury is. But between Lonzo Ball and, uh, and, and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, it's just – it's been a fun team to watch. It's been a long time Sorry. since I've watched 75% of the Bulls season, especially the, like this early. I've been watching many of the games. Uh, and last night, admittedly, I did turn off the Indiana game. It kind of seemed apparent to what was happening. But it's been a lot of fun watching a resurgence in the Chicago Bulls. And I haven't been in the United Center since we were there for CM Punk's return. But I will be back. Uh, it looks like January I'm going to try to get to a Chicago Bulls game. Really? Who are you yeah. going with? Uh, I might go with Rico. Rico, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Rico, I don't know him. Nice guy. No, he's good. He's a good fellow. He's from who else? Who else? Who, who else is in your Bulls crew? Uh, right now, it's him. Uh, I okay. I get sent out a message to some other guys. Uh, how do you How do you know Rico? I would love it if you could join. Well, I met Rico in 2010 when I met with my wife, who went to undergrad with him down at Illinois. Was longtime roommate oh. with with his now wife, Lindsay. The wife's friend, okay. Yeah, she was, yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, we might go watch some of that. He's a big, oh, I'm adding that Yamazaki to my list. We went to the last uh, Tom Thibodeau game uh, together at United Center, and that was the Bulls playoff game against the LeBron Cavs at the time, right? And uh, it was game six, and they lost it big time. And that was, everyone knew it was Thib's last game. Anyway, uh, it's been fun watching the Chicago Bulls. All I have to say about that. Man, I found a bottle of uh, Centauri Habiki 12 at a 12-year age for uh, 750 That's too much. I can't do that. But the 24 age, is the that's the golden one. Send Jay that way. He'll do it. He'll like to have that for sure. That's nice. That's good. Now we're talking whiskey. I enjoy this show tonight. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh yeah, wonderful Thanksgiving. I'll be at the I'll be at the casino. What are you doing? I'll be sitting at a casino with the old man smoking cigarettes, uh, playing uh, pa- pacao. 
I'm going to be down in Grant Park. Not the park in Chicago, but the town of Grant Park at uh, at the aunt and uncle's my my uh, my wife's aunt and uncle's place. We're bringing our girls down. Uh, there's going to be um, the, the cousins and everybody. It'll be great. There's going to be turkey. We're bringing the dinner rolls. And today I was at I was over at Aldi and I grabbed um, Hawaiian sweet rolls. And I grabbed those, and then I looked, and Lauren had sent me a message back at that point that said, grab the brown and serve rolls. We're bringing the rolls. We're in charge of the rolls for the whole thing, Hal. So I'm a little concerned about that. So we ended up bringing the brown and serve rolls. Well, I ended up – hang on, hang on. I I bought the Hawaiian rolls at Aldi. I bought four packs of them, uh, 48 rolls. There's, like, going to be, like, 20 people there, I figured – let me just make sure there's extra. Then I got concerned because then she said the brown and serve. So my second stop today was at the Jewel. And at okay. the Jewel, they had brown and serve. So I got three packets of those. So I got 36 brown and serve ready to go. I got 48 of the Hawaiian sweet rolls ready to go. It's way too much. I think we're going to be able to give it away. I think Lauren's going to be able to bring it to the work event tomorrow to, to fix my issue here. But it all... It all uh, it all seems to have worked worked out. We'll see. The brown and serve rolls look more like a traditional roll that you have with Thanksgiving dinner. Hey Clark, uh, uh, W. Wilson for life uh, says all these got uh, got rolls. How do you pronounce those rolls? Brioche. Very good. Oh yeah. Well, how would you have how would you have pronounced it? Uh, the brioches. <laughs> the brioche. <laughs> How do you pronounce? So bread is the older I get, the more I appreciate bread, Merle Haggard, and uh, primetime television. I'm done having bullshit bread. Like I, I want to eat good bread. When I have bread, I want it to yeah. count and I want it to be good. It's got to be a sweet roll. An English muffin will work. You know what I mean? Like. Or, oh, I like a good Texas toast. I like, I like a good Italian long roll, uh, oh. the, the soft French bread dipped in the fucking olive oil and Parmesan cheese. You know, Panera's been selling uh, the loaves now at, at at Jewel, and I've been getting that. And today, I look, and the fucking cat has ripped a hole, and she's eating the bread. Holy shit. That must be good bread, because, like, do cats just tear into bread, generally? I've never seen a cat eat bread before. She was sitting there, she was asking me for butter. got to be a fantastic bread. That's phenomenal, 100% of Hawaiian rolls are good. You can overdo it, though. Like, if you if you eat a lot of those Hawaiian rolls, it just becomes too much. That's a good point, but W. Wilson brings up a great point, though, in that uh, they make great sliders, because they're... They're a bit smaller. Welcome to Chicago over there on Elson, Albany Park there with the, with the local surrounding noises. Yeah, the commies are actually <laughs> doing something out there. A Philly cheesesteak slide or something that I don't have enough of. I, I am now interested in, in that. We did, we, did them at, we did them at my job, the Hawaiian roll slider. But I see what so you're I got a little saying, burnt out on You can do too many of them. Yeah. They're good, though. They are good. And that, the sweetness on that bread is just fantastic. That's why you got burned out them, because if you're trying to do it even once a week, like if you have two or three of those sliders. That's so much. That's too many of those. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. Yeah, I'm glad we'll have both the option of the Hawaiian sweet roll 
and the uh, the the brown to serve role, which is a good role to have with your with your dinner. People have been bitching about tur- oh it was last week oh Jay it was Jay and you we got we don't have to rehash the whole turkey debate. Turkey's good, man. I bet the casino will have a good Thanksgiving spread. Well, I didn't realize they got rid of the fucking uh, buffet. Yeah, you know, COVID like, lost, that's a letdown. Some buffets were lost to COVID. Let's be honest. You'd rather no, that's just bullshit. That's a reason to get rid of the buffet. The buffet was fine. There's no COVID issues in the fucking. They got a sneeze guard for Christ's sake. You're you're on to something with people getting rid of shit for that because even still. Over at the, uh, you, you go to Jiffy Dark Lube. You go, you go to Jiffy Lube to get your oil change, which I'm done doing. But they still have the sign up that says no vacuums due to COVID. And my thought mm-hmm. is, are you shitting me? You're gonna get in and sit in that car and drive it in just fine, hanging out in there, wiping the yeah. windows down from the inside, you know, putting up your sticker from the inside. But you're not gonna take the fucking 60 seconds to vacuum it out because I may have left COVID in there. I'm not this, leaving they, COVID in there. These companies now, like anything, you, you could get out of anything by saying COVID. I mean, anything. You want out, you just say COVID. That's all you got to do. Well, I, like, hey, look, you know, we super fucking McDonald's, okay? Yeah. McDonald's, the biggest massive corporation in the country. I'm driving down the street, and I go to get a fucking hamburger. This has happened multiple times. It's the one on Elston. On Saturday nights after I work, about 3.30 in the morning, I pull into that drive-thru, and they tell me they're closed. And I tell them, I go, your light-up sign says 24 hours. And they say, yeah, but we're closed. I say, the sign on the door says 24 hours. They go, yeah, but we're closed because of COVID. I say, you're full of shit, and I drive away. If they start going now... Now when that damn frosty machine is done, when they can't make what yeah. do they call it? That was the first do they scam. call it the frosty? No, you, like, no, you get a, a cone. You we, just get a cone. We had to clean the ice cream machine early because of McFlurry. COVID. We had to clean the ice cream machine early because of COVID. Let me tell you this. If you have a tour booked somewhere, Al, and don't tell anybody I fucking told you this, and they're trying to give you flack about, hey, you know, you already booked it. We we have this policy. Your refund policy is this. Not that they're giving you flack. They're just stating it. Just bring up COVID, and you can end any any issues that you have with somebody. However, use that. Don't don't just make it up. But honestly, like, if somebody says I have COVID and I can't come on the tour, that's an instant refund. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's it. And, 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 that, and that's where it is. However, don't tell me you can't vacuum something. Because of COVID, like just say you, just just say we don't do vacuums anymore. I'm, I don't think you have to do the vacuum. I'm more pissed about the sign that says we can't do it due to COVID than I am that they're not doing the vacuum. Yeah, W. Wilson for life brings up a, a good point. This happened to me. I went full fucking Karen on a drive-through person one night. You know, I'd worked all night and I get out of work and there's a there's a McDonald's has a line. You know, a carpool oh, line because all the drunks, because the bar is just closed and my bar closed. So all the drunks are there. I'm there trying to get food. But the Burger King by me never had a line. I go in to this uh, a Burger King line and I place my order. I get up to the window. I go, hey, let me get let me get a let me get a Whopper. Uh, no cheese. 
medium size, and a Diet Pepsi. Boom. Cool. Seven whatever. 7.58. Drive up. I drive up, and I wait. And I wait. And you wait. wait and you, I wait. Wait, you ordered? Yes. I take a I take a quarter out of my my uh, door handle and I tap on the window until some lady with fucking purple hair comes up, old woman too. I always see her outside smoking because for years after I'd drive by and give her the finger oh, um, no. and honk my horn three times every time I saw her. It was fun every you, night. I would drive by right as she was smoking. My you think she would stand out there waiting? You think she would stand out there waiting for you? Sometimes would you get the bird? Back? I hope so. But oh. every night, about three thirty in the morning on a Saturday, it'd be three honks eh, 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 and a fucking middle finger to her. So, uh, so I'm standing. I'm sitting at the window and I tap it on the window with the quarter. She comes and she goes, "We're closed." I go, "Yeah," but I put my order in. She goes, no, you didn't. I go, yes, I did. I ordered a Whopper. She's like, the computer's down. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. We know the price. I have the money. You said seven fifty three. You know, just make the food. The computer has nothing to do with the food. She's like, the computer's down. You didn't put an order in. I go, yes, I did. She goes, no, you didn't. I go, lady, seven fifty three was the fucking total. I don't pull numbers out of my ass. I put the order in. She's like, no, you didn't. I start pounding on the window. I'm like, give me my fucking food. I, I get out of the car. I lay on the horn. It's like 3.30 in the night, and there's a residential building had, next Had you park. paid already? Complete Karen, complete asshole. No, I hadn't paid. You went full Karen. Oh, my God. I was so pissed. I get out of the car, and I start pounding on the window. I'm like, I want your name. I want your, your fucking corporate badge number. I want it. I am Googling. I am yelping. I didn't do any of that, but I said I was. I was so pissed. Now I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth getting arrested for. Let me go home and watch cops. So I went home and I watched cops, but I didn't. I didn't get my food, and the, I was I was mad that she made me wait 20 minutes and then lied to me. If she said, "Hey, look, the computer went down. We absolutely can't do anything. We can't make a transaction. I'm sorry," I probably would have been reasonable. But the fact she told me I was I never put my order in just pissed me off. My guess on the situation here is that somebody was working that first window and took your order. And the person who came out to you was their manager that they had lied to. Yeah, purple hair. That they had lied to. And they said, hey, manager, um, no, there were no orders in at the time. Like, we're done. And Dude. So the manager then got to come out to you, who's irate as shit, which understand it. Like, I understand your frustrations. But do you get what I mean? Like, she's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. To Charlie J, you know the man knows his law. They Clearly, dropped, they passed dropped the, the ball. He passed the bar association. He says it's illegal uh, if they have the light on. They have to serve me, and I've made this comment because oh. one time I got out of my car and I tried scraping their hours off the front window, but then I was like, ah, this isn't worth getting arrested for. So I've been meaning to send an email to the corporate because. You know, uh, I think I am going to sign a letter to corporate McDonald's. I'm, I'm I'm fucking writing to Oakbrook. Hey, uh, W. Wilson for life. Back to you know going with your wife when she was pregnant at the time. I know how difficult that can be. Like, and it's not like I'm not. That's not a slight on my wife who's pregnant at the time. It's me understanding. Like with that oh, pregnancy comes, yeah, miserable. She's in a rough, rough. You know, not feeling great. Has this craving for this food. Like, yeah, I I understand that completely. And back to your situation. 
Jay does say it is absolutely illegal, Al, and you you have something here. So get Peter Francis DeRacy on the line. Uh, there's a class action sooner coming. Oh, man. Jay had an issue where they, they tried to scam his wife into at BK because their computer messed up. Said she jumped in between cars with a fake receipt. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's crazy. I love these these stories of issues here. I have a buddy who won't go back to my buddy Chad. He will not. We used to go to the Oasis in Love Belvedere. Chad. We used to go to the Oasis up in Belvedere. I need to make a phone call to Chad. We need to have a conversation. But he made a yeah, trip up, up there from my hometown uh, to the Oasis where you had to jump a jump a turnstile and uh, go to it. And he got there. He got in line 10 minutes before uh, before they started serving breakfast. It was late at night, early morning. Right. He, he's there ready to order his, uh, you know, his Big Mac meal. When he gets up to line after the person right in front of him, they go, sorry, sir, and they flipped all the menus to breakfast. He'd been in line oh. waiting, and they flipped all of them to breakfast. It was 3.31 now. And now we are serving breakfast. Now it's your turn. Yeah, it's not your turn if you're looking for a Big Mac. That's the issue there. Unbelievable. She said no. Oh, I would have had a fit. And he goes, are you kidding me? I've been in line for 10 minutes. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Okay. Frustrated as hell. Please. This is what Tell I mean. me he took the register and left. <laughs> no. He said... Are you telling me that if Michael Jordan was here right now and asked you if he could get that Big Mac, that you wouldn't give it to Michael Jordan? And the person goes, well, yeah, I'd give it to Michael Jordan. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Chad hasn't been, to a, he hasn't been to a McDonald's since. He has not wow. been to a McDonald's since. I love and that. I Chad that. is an amazing. And that's a Chad high is a fine American. That's a high school story, and he is in his mid-40s now. There you Hell go. Hell yes. Oh, Burger King is better anyways. I'm going to be honest. I'm a Burger King guy. Because they do it your way over there. That they do. Fine. I'm a King guy. I'm a, I am a draft King, even though I'm suspended. That, um, and, uh, yeah, you, oh, I, I have faith that you and draft Kings will get it back. But if you get a chance, watch that Michael Keaton McDonald's movie about the beginning of it, the whole cock story and everything. It's a very interesting story. I think it's a great I movie. Liked it. too. I liked it. I enjoyed too. the movie. I did too. You did? Yeah. Yeah, that's I did. Good. That's good. Uh, I also recommend the movie Falling Down. Oh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. That's how you handle the fast food line. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, if you said that on Facebook right now, you might get finished for it. I'd probably get banned. Yeah, they would put a, they would put a lifetime ban on me. Uh, and by the way, I once got thrown out of Soldier Field being uh, falsely accused for throwing something at a guy I didn't throw at. And I had a cowboy hat on, and the whole section chanted cowboy as I was escorted out. And I'm not a guy, you know, I'm not a rabble rouser, Clark. I like going to, I like going to places and being unseen. You like that people know that you're there. I go to wrestling events with you. You you enjoy interacting with the uh, the performers. You enjoy interacting with the crowd, and sometimes it's fingers. Sometimes it's fingers at the crowds, and sometimes it's yelling. I imagine that at a Bears game, uh, 
that the person in front of you a couple seats up was holding a sign up that was blocking the view from everybody. And you you stood up for the for the common man. Saying, well, the sign said in Cle- This was a long time ago. The sign said in uh, impeach Clinton. Incomplete. Oh, impeach Clinton. Impeach Clinton. Yep. And you're not necessarily pissed about the message, or you may be, but what you're pissed no about is no politics in football. No politics. I've been either. that way so since then, the nineties. Then keep them out of there. No politics in football. Uh, but put your sign down so I can watch the game. Wow, that that basement is awesome. Wilson's is basement. Oh, did you just catch the link? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Wilson's got a. He's a fantastic ba- pool table down there. Well, you know, it looks like there could be some gacy bodies under the floor. Although, no, that's a nice. I like the blue on that floor. Seems like you have. Oh, a, gosh, yeah, I do. I like it too. Seems like you have a solid. Like I like the way the basement looks. The unfinished look is awesome. I dig it a lot. Uh, Wilson said that that was a um, a pandemic project. So congrats, nice job with your pandemic. I think that's a oh yeah a man. good pandemic accomplishment. I would bring some Instapot chili and uh, some Japanese whiskey. Oh, like I'm man. down. Hell, you're 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 putting it out there. You're like you're buying in. You're, and you're trying Clark, to I will it. kick your ass. I will put a steak dinner bet on the fact I could kick your ass at air hockey. Okay. All right. I. I will – I'll take that steak dinner bet on air hockey, but I will – If Mr. Wilson's down, he's invited to. I will challenge you, Al Larcher, to a to a game of pool. No, nope, uh, I only play games I have an edge. A yet. steak dinner of pool. Nope, I only play games I have the edge. I know I can win. I'll give you two balls. I'll give you, – you can put two of your balls in the hole right after the break. All right, fine. Fine. I'll, yes, I'll take the, the advantage there. All right. There I will is. prove I am superior at every game possible. There's your advantage. You said you only play games under advantage. All right. Um, I'm going to discuss with, with, uh, with the people of my household soon. Wow. This is just how, um, this is just how the afternoon show played out last week. Uh, Parkinson Spiegel getting uh, Spiegel to go to the, uh, to the pregame for uh, football. It feels very similar. But I'm in. Why would you want to go to a pregame for football? Well, number one, going to football is a pain in the ass. I go to basements. Everybody knows. Yeah. I'm a basement. I'm a basement or I'm an attic guy. There's no fucking outside for me. Well, the one thing is. 30 degrees outside. You know, I've always been pissed that they're leaving the, 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 the lakefront there where I give tours. But, I mean, the thing about football is it's such a better experience from home. Like, it's such yes, a 100%. great TV experience. Watching it live is fine. I don't. I wouldn't turn down it. You know what I mean? Like I'd go. I yeah. enjoy going to football, but hell, the actual experience of it is phenomenal. I I cannot stand, and it's Soldier Field. I think I think I would enjoy going to football games if it wasn't Soldier Field. That that is just a, a nightmare to get through. And I went one time with the gout foot. I had the gout and the foot. Yeah, it was the most painful experience. You think, you think in my it life? might have anything to do with the experience that you had while you're there? You I've never had an enjoyable experience. <laughs> but do you think the it, only no? Your other experience was you went to go watch the fucking uh, XFL, the original XFL, but you went on the wrong day. That's true. That's I had my why media you pass. At Soldier Field because you no, 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 no. fucking. Day. When I was a kid. My very first Bears come, game, come my foster tour. dad, come, Bruce, was going to take us, come okay? Take, come take a tour with me. 
of soldiers. Bruce, and you're going to be fine. Bruce, Bruce was a truck driver. And, you know, he would only be home on the weekends. And I love Bruce. Bruce was a great guy. He's dead now because he liked to smoke too much. But Bruce, Bruce is like, we're going to Soldier Field. You're going to your first Bears game. Rest in peace, Bruce. I, I put a, I made a big sign saying, like, Steve McMichael is the greatest. And we were about to go. And everything was all set. And right as we were about to leave, there was a knock at the door. The police showed up, and they arrested Bruce for an outstanding parking ticket warrant, and he was arrested. And then they took him away, and I was stuck there with my bear's sign holding it alone. So they took him, and they took us down. He ended up getting bailed out, like he had to pay something right away. He gets bailed out like an hour and a half later. We still go to the Bears game, but we – no, no, no. Bruce was in jail. They dropped us off alone at the Bears game, me and my best friend Aaron. Wait, they drove and- you guys to the Bears game? Not the police, the the uh, Bruce's uh, girlfriend. The acquaintance. Uh, the acquaintance. So the acquaintance drove us down to Soldier Field, dropped us off. We ran to the Bears game. It was like halftime. We get there. Right as we get to our seats, Kevin Butler gets hurt. And as Kevin, Kevin Butler, Butler gets hurt, they Mongo bring out kick. the Mongo backup kick. kicker, Mongo Steve kick. McMichael. Yes. He comes out, he kicks an extra point. It gets blocked, but there's a penalty on the play. They line him up again. He kicks it again, and Steve McMichael kicks an extra point. And it was my first oh, experience at oh, Soldier oh. Field. It was the greatest day ever. It's been nothing but shit since. That's an amazing day at Soldier Field. Another day I got thrown out of there. I had to go in front of the Yeah, but you became the, the hero. Uh, for those of you watching live, you can hear that. On Blog Talk, you couldn't hear it. That is the uh, – they've told us that Blog Talk is ending in a minute and 30 seconds. The Blog, two, talk, two. the blog talk live feed is gone. Clark, two balls in what hole? Huh? What hole, Clark? Two balls in what hole? What are you saying? I don't understand. What hole, Clark? Can't the people want to know? What holes are the balls What? I <laughs> – are you, are you talking about football? I don't quite understand. Uh-oh. I think we're talking about pool, Clark. Here's where the Thanksgiving show really starts kicking in. Oh, Clark, um, Clark and I shared the stage once during a Christmas show where I got I drank a whole bottle of Bailey's Irish cream on stage, and I was playing Santa Claus in a roast, and I got drunk and belligerent on stage. I'm literally putting the um, the the Thanksgiving show graphics on the screen right now just so we can let let folks know that it's our thanksgiving show um when you, Do you played, remember that christmas show clark yes it was the best show that we ever had my memory good night blog talk people see you later oh you can't see me waving anyway have a good night um i do recall that show and did you drink an entire bottle of baileys on the show it might have been three quarters of a bottle. It was about that. But also, we handed out to our audience, who also got as drunk as us, um, spiked eggnog. We went over to the bartender and said, hey, can you just give this out for free? Everybody gets a free one with whatever they buy. And he didn't really be low, if I recall. He didn't really oh, have the, he didn't really have the clearance. He, absolutely. Moved uh, back to small town Illinois. And he's doing well, it looks like. Um, but uh, but Bilo, 
just gave the alcoholic eggnog as a sidecar to anyone who bought a drink at the theater bar that day. So the yeah. show was a Christmas show. Everyone was hammered. Everybody in the audience getting drunk. Everybody on stage getting drunk. And it was one of my most fun times with maybe maybe that explains a lot. I I think we we had a really sad actor. His name was James. Really depressive, and uh, you know he had a lot of problems in his life too. A little bit of a booze problem and the diabetes. And James did this brilliant scene where everybody keeps singing. It's the most wonderful it's time of the, the year. As, as he's getting a phone call that his family just got killed in a drunken driving accident on Christmas. And everybody's singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Brilliant. Yeah, the man played it like a gem. Of course, James is dead now. Rest in peace, James. But, uh, yeah, well, that was and, uh, and one of my wrote, favorite scenes. He wrote the scene. And it's just so damn dark and so... It it was brilliant. And our friend James, one of the darkest things about you know, the day before he passed away was when Screech passed away. In his last ever Oh yeah. James's last ever Facebook post. And I I I, I don't mind telling this. Alcohol story. Wilson, it happens. James Farrell, his last uh Facebook joke was Are you telling me that Screech gets to die before me? The next day <laughs> <laughs> right? The next day, James is dead. The next day, yeah. James went in for a surgery and died during the fucking surgery. Like, oh, and it God. was just the, you laughed and I laughed too. It's the perfect, like, that's who he was. It was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. James, James is a good guy. James is my I favorite know. guy on stage with, besides you, Clark, of course. When his sister called, uh, called her guy to tell him uh, from his phone, he answered the phone saying, you're not dead yet to James. And it wasn't James. Yeah. It was his sister. Right. Just, Telling it, him that. It was one of those situations. Uh, yeah. It's so, yeah. Yeah. Well, but back to that show. Happy Thanksgiving. Back to that show. It was a, it was very fun. That was a good show. Yeah, it was. Because I, I just remember I had so much fun playing a belligerent Santa, drunken Santa. And James' brilliance was fun, too, because even when you did that, like, yeah. Oh, your belligerent Santa was uh, meta, I would say. Yeah, it was very meta. I, I really embraced the role. You did. You took it home. Uh, the after hours of Live at the Sports Attic Thanksgiving show, have, uh, th- this, is, this is where we are now. Here's where we are. Chicago, Illinois. Yep. Home of the world champion, Chicago Sky. Oh, Larcher. Thanks, buddy. Will you go to a game with me if uh, if Hazel can't go for, with my season tickets? Absolutely not. I didn't think you would. I no. did not expect it. No. <sighs> I mean, look, this is like maybe pre-COVID, right? But COVID, Clark, I can't risk it. I was with you at a sold-out United Center for CM Punk's return. You know, you know, you know, Clark, that women spread COVID uh, faster than men. That's and, not. A, uh, that's not. Yeah, a, no, no, that is that is science. Yeah, well, I have I have a degree in uh, ecotomy, which is uh, the spread of diseases. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona. 
and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota what and Oregon hell? and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. That was a dude who was running for president, right? Hell yeah. All my traps are from like the 1990s. I never updated them. Are they all from when you worked in radio? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, my advice to you, start drinking heavily. Yep. All right. Hang on. Charlie wants to do a shot. I mean, this is pretty much just straight whiskey. So, Clark, where's your shot? Hang on a second. Let me, let me get it. Um, I've got a vamp for a second. Let's do a final drink. A man with great ambition and no morals. I wouldn't bet against you. Hey. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, I know. Hang on. Are you still there? Pal? Yeah? Clark, it's Santa Claus! Perfect. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! I thought I would stop into the show prior to the big Macy's Day Parade! Well, that's perfect. Um, I'm going to pour yeah. this. Now, I'm just... Uh... Clark, you know what? You know what Virginia Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus's favorite thing about me is? Nope. What My is it? Snowballs. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. You Clark, you 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 like a piece of coal over there. Hey, Clark, how do you like your new team, the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Wasn't so good this past week. No, it never is. Welcome to being a Clubs fan. All right, oh, Jay, wow. we are out of here. Al, Santa, thank you for chatting with me. Mr. Wilson, we'll see you in the basement soon. Yep. Jay, Jay Wilson, Al, and everybody else listening now. Thank wait, wait, you. wait. Hold on, Clark. Thanks for hanging well, out breaking late. News, breaking news. They're selling us flowers, followers, and flowers if we want to be famous. Oh. Oh, there it is. Let me put that up on the thing. Wait, we're getting. They're selling us. Oh. This seems legit. Everybody, make sure you go to bigfollows.com right now. Because that seems real. I'm my credit card as we speak. 5592763408. Five, there it is. My, my credit number is 7896. Everybody, cheers. Happy Thanksgiving, Al. I'll be, in a, I'll be in a suite tomorrow watching wrestling. Have a good night. Enjoy the show. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.